0: Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottom, the boom, shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And yes, sir, it is time for a little bit of rewind. We're going to go with that old throwdown Thursday, which is always good times here in the basement. Well, look, man, I was a little under the weather last week. I don't know, uh, you know, spring fever, I suppose, if you will, kind of knocked me uh, out of contention. So, And then Shannon went to Iceland, so it, we were kind of running low, man. Although he was over there getting these crazy beers and ha- hanging out in the Blue Lagoon, so he had a, a plenty of fun over there. So we'll, you know, dip our toes in the water, get back and, uh, you know, get back in action here with, <laughs> with the Brew Crew, have a little fun. Obviously, we need to touch on the NCAA championship game, and then I think realistically we have to welcome back baseball and set up for the NHL, the NBA playoffs, and then maybe talk about some of our favorite or not so favorite, maybe the worst of the past couple of weeks. As we get back into all the sports brew goodness but I tell you what man God, we got to welcome this guy back right don't we go on to freaking Iceland man that is nuts dude yo so how many beers did it take to get you hypnotized over there brother <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, I gotta tell you at the brewery tour I was pretty hypnotized <laughs> I got I got to drink all this beer. I went to back to some back room. She gave me like a freaking pint glass and just said, "Whenever you need a refill, just let me know." And I that's kind of like your sipper as you go along, as you taste the beers. So I probably had like three of them plus all the sipping beers.
0: Yeah, buddy. And then at
1: the end, she's like, "Oh, by the way, here, try this." And pours me half a shot. We all take a shot and I'm like, oh my god. She's like, Forty percent have a good night. <laughs> That's how you do
2: it,
0: right? Forty percent have a good night. That's right, man. Get wrap it up, get the hell out, and go freaking party. God bless. This is this is what every good like beer drinker needs at the end of a tasting and drinking session.
1: Hey. Hell yeah. Woo. And the and the lady that ran it, her name was Olga. So you know it was a good time. Yeah, good
0: old Olga. <laughs> for a, for a you know because that's what you normally see for a good time called Olga. Pretty typical. Uh, she was awesome. No, but man. I'm I'm it, it glad a- you had a good time, man. That's how a lot of the pictures look like. Looks like uh, you guys certainly enjoyed yourselves. So that's a plus, man.
1: Absolutely.
0: That's a plus. All right. Well, let's see. Let's go ahead and get everybody up into this piece. Old D-stat man. I'm sure you made lots of money on that final four in that final game, right?
3: <laughs> I don't know about that, but we had fun. We had fun.
0: <laughs> did you take did, did you take any uh you know any rando bets for the number of fouls being completely uh, bananas in that game?
3: No, the, the over would have hit on that for sure, but uh, <laughs> no. Uh, I, I, I put a very small, little bit of action on Gonzaga, and, and that didn't didn't come through. But yeah, uh, you know, we'll we'll talk about it. Weird game, but you know, at least it was close, as much as it was kind of jagged and weird.
0: Yeah, yeah, at least it was close. Uh, as cue Shannon. Nothing, Shannon. You. That's what she said. Okay. At least it was close. It was jagged and weird. That's what she said. <laughs> Thank you, McGuffin. Clearly still hypnotized by the beer and the 40% shot before the Blue Lagoon. Uh, D-Sack, <laughs> go ahead. Mark, Mark go ahead. you ready to hit your cue, brother?
3: Yes, sir. All
0: right. Here you go, dude. Woo! 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 <laughs> always good man always good oh man i hope you haven't been buying the uh game used eli manning helmets or jerseys by the way <laughs> just saying <laughs> so, speaking of that let's go ahead and get old giggity Guys in here of course the little Godsmack greed what's up brother
2: uh not much man just uh recovering well i wouldn't say recovering from the birthday weekend because really there wasn't didn't drink as much as I thought I would, but, you
0: know. It's because you're getting old, Gramps. Also, I'm saving up for next year. Sure. Saving up for 40. I hear that. Lies. Either that
2: or, or, that or that or the chili cook-off, whichever comes first. Oh, wait, the chili cook-off.
0: Uh, two yeah. weeks, Ch- so, Ch- Chilli, Chili cook next week. Yeah, that's right. Week, yeah. yeah. So, by the way, welcome hey, back. Todd,
1: just make your chili.
0: T- yeah, Todd, you got to make some chili, bruh.
1: I mean, I'm making chili. I Todd, mean, make
0: Whitfield's chili. trying to kill people by making chili. Come on,
1: <laughs> Todd. At least can't S. B. brought. I mixed uh, it. In.
0: No, no. Well, the first the first chili cook off. Yes, he he was being funny, and he went to I think Walmart and bought the lowest grade chili they had, oh, which was just God. a can of a white labeled can that said chili. Did and anyone
1: it, even try that? Uh, yes.
0: Rob Rob our uh who who made some very good chili, incidentally, and smoked meats and did all this other stuff, uh, took it very seriously, and looked like his palate and his heart was just offended by the bowl of yeah. bowl of brown goo that came out of that white can that wasn't even kept hot. It was just it was warmed up in a bowl and set aside as if to just scare people away. But Rob and do uh chili voting diligence uh did try it. And then proceeded to look like he needed the vomit. So, or else can needed. Didn't you
1: like put that on the ground for Blue, and she just like smacked it away?
0: I, I don't think any of the dogs <laughs> ate it. And if it did, it probably knocked a year off of Roxy's life. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. She lived a long life. Don't don't feel she bad for did. don't feel bad for Roxy. I I miss that dog, but you know she she was a husky that was around 17 years old. She she did uh, quite what well what for herself. Uh, so yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> So, pretty good there. And Whitfield, God, what are we gonna do for him? Gotta welcome him back in. He's here tonight. So, hmm. We'll talk about the Undertaker at some point, but I'm not gonna bring you into the Undertaker's theme. Can't do that. Can't do that. Hey, we'll just give you a little George Michael faith. What's up, man?
1: Seriously?
2: Wow.
0: <laughs> Obviously, he prefers the Limp biscuit version. I mean, <laughs> <of course. laughs> that'd be too easy, though. All right, fine, 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 fine. Here you go. What's up, Woodfield? How you doing, man?
4: I'm not coming in and get brick Come on, <laughs> you can do better than that.
0: This might be the best you're getting.
4: That's <laughs> he it worked it worse what than being brick tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I,
5: wish I could be a fly on your wall.
2: Oh, the captain in
3: rare form.
4: I mean, that's Mark's ringtone when he calls me.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's your choice, not mine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> As, but you know, that is true. You just tried to drop a blast at him, and realistically, you would have to set it that way. Right, how about some Kelly Clarkson? You want that? There we go. Oh,
1: God stories about this song that are not sports here you
0: go, here you go, this one's for you Woodfield.
1: Whitfield
0: <laughs> <laughs> how you feeling tonight, bruh? I'm
1: already letting it all hang out, you know?
0: well, I figured it was a short story going on over there
1: wow oh. <laughs>
2: All I can say, man, is cut your losses while you can. <laughs> just accept it.
1: You just gotta let it go, Whitfield. Just let
0: it go, man. Actually, here, classic. Cla- <laughs> he got a new job. Classic. <laughs> oh,
5: <no>. Classic.
0: Oh. <laughs> there you go. Oh man, that's good times. No, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad. Uh, glad your job is going well, dude. But you know, we, we got we to gotta give you some grief. Just how we are. Welcome back, Whitfield. Welcome back. Anyway, and yes, 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 yes. In in our long, you know, because one of the things we wanted to talk about tonight was some of our favorite moments and big things. And, you know, uh, (laughs) while I'm not a wrestling fan, uh, I mean, I was as a kid. And loosely, I, you know, I'll pay attention every once in a while. The guy I work with went to WrestleMania, went to WrestleMania and he bought a, a replica belt, which I thought was a hoot. And I was like, dude, you got to bring it to work. And he was like, really? I'm like, yeah, bring it to work. The kids will love it. And so he brought it to work, and he busted in the help desk wearing this gigantic WWE championship belt. It was really a riot. It was really a riot. Um, But certainly, I do think fair commentary, you know, sports entertainment, wrestling is what it is, right? We we know it's sports entertainment, and it's ridiculous, and it's silly at times. But uh, certainly, I'll, I'll raise a glass to The Undertaker. The dead man uh, finishing his career and leaving his gear in the ring. I thought that was kind of a cool way to do it. I mean, you know, obviously, I, you know, I know they have a tradition where they kind of, you know, lose their last match and all that kind of stuff. I would have liked to see him win and, and drop the stuff and go, but whatever. Uh, but that's cool. So thanks for all the time, Undertaker, urgh, and all that stuff for all of our wrestling fans out there.
1: Was the next morning on Mike and Mike, they Undertaker's retirement was trending more than Re- Tony Romo's retirement.
0: Well, that's because Tony Romo has been dealing with retirement for months and months and months and months and months. You know, or what's going to happen to him? And uh, I don't know, man. And
1: they said, and then one of the uh, poll questions they had on Mike and Mike was, "Whose retirement means more to their profession, Undertaker's or Romo's?" And it was <laughs> like uh, yes. ninety percent. It was like ninety ten Undertaker. Well,
0: terror. yeah. Yeah, well, you know, again, in the sports entertainment, comp, you know, landscape, uh hell of a career uh, for The Undertaker. And, you know, again, we don't we don't talk about wrestling very often, but I still think one of my favorite things ever was when he finally lost at WrestleMania. And they had that meme of that dude whose eyes looked like they were going to erupt out of his head. <laughs> I love that they were bigger <laughs> than it was
1: weren't it weren't weren't all you be. At my house that night. Yeah, I think yeah. we were.
2: I think we were, man. And, and, and I think all of us just were like holy ish all at the same time. We were yeah, like, yeah, we all just no kind of like, like, what?
0: Yeah, it was, it was pretty <laughs> crazy. Uh, but I mean, his eyes were like bigger than Rashad Caldwell, and that ta- I think it's Rashey Caldwell. <laughs> that- Did I get that guy's name wrong? I don't know. Whoever, you know, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Old bug eyes. Rache
1: Caldwell when he dropped passes in the AFC Championship. Yeah, game. yeah.
0: So uh, you know, I mean, a, you know, uh, again, I th- I think that's a great, great little tribute to his career, a little walk off. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. But as far as Romo, that whole thing is weird, man. That, that's been a just this weird, funky story. And I'd like to think he's got enough left in the tank that he could play. So uh, you know, this whole transition to being an analyst on CBS, being paired with Nance, and then given Phil Simms' DOS boot, it's kind of weird. I'm curious to see how Romo does quite honestly, as an analyst, uh, I think he could have some good insight, but that's a pretty big leap to go straight from playing to doing that. You know, I mean, obviously if, if you're paired with Nance, I mean, he's going to make you look good. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. He's going to make you look good. So if you don't look good with him, that's on you, not him. Right. Hello, friends. Um, yeah. Hello friends. Uh, so that, I mean, mm-hmm. that, that, that I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, it, it's cool in a way, but you'd like to think that maybe he has to cut his teeth. And I, I mean, I, I'm just not aware of anything he's really done that shows that he's ready for that kind of a jump. I mean, Most people, it takes a little time, man. You know? It takes a little time. You got a lot of production stuff, a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. I mean, I'm sure he'll he'll have interesting insight. And he seems like he strikes me as the kind of guy that's probably fun to hang out with and BS with. You know what I mean? I, right. I think that's legit. <laughs> It doesn't mean he's going to be a good analyst, but I can't imagine they would have offered that to him without some feel for what he's going to be like. Still, that's a that's a big deal. It's uh, a shot in the win. Yeah, it, it's a big de- Well, yeah, I mean, it kind of is. I mean, if he ends up being good, great. Uh, great for them. It's kind of a, a smooth hire, but I don't know. Honestly, I really thought he'd be playing somewhere else this year. I really did. I thought he'd be in. in the- My vote was, was the Texans the whole time. So... Uh, I just, I'm a little surprised. Although I mean, Rick rolled Phil Sims. Oh, yeah, well, more like Rick trolled Phil Sims. I'm not anti Phil Sims. Um, he certainly wasn't my favorite commentator. You know, but that's okay. I mean, you know, everybody people have different tastes. I mean, I like I was a Madden guy. I love Madden. Madden and Michaels, right? Uh, but I think some yeah. of that's reflective of of our age bracket and our you know kind of our era. Uh, Growing up with that, and then the Madden football game. So, you know, like Madden to me was somebody that could give you, you know, specific and detailed kind of stuff. But of course, he ended up being kind of a caricature later on in his career. And that's okay. I mean, he was just, I I liked him. He was just fun, you know, fun and enjoyable to listen to. And we'll see. I I don't know what Roma's going to be like. Is he going to be kind of comical and entertaining? Is he going to drill down and give you real heavy analysis? I don't know. Um, So I'm kind of curious to see how that plays out. Uh, I'm also curious to see if, You know, if something happens to Dak, how quickly he may go back to Dallas. (laughs) That would be pretty Mm -hmm. interesting. Uh, But certainly not the end result. I think any of us expected that. That caught me by surprise. Uh, That seemed really random. I hope it goes well. It's a pretty gutsy, ballsy hire by CBS, move by CBS uh, to do that. But we'll see how it goes. So, anywho. (laughs) Well, now that we covered that story.
5: Mm -hmm.
1: Hey, speaking of retirement, Marshawn Lynch is coming back.
0: Yeah, I keep seeing stuff um, that, you know, they're, they're going to work out uh, an arrangement to trade him to Oakland. Uh, as, well, of course, he has to stop slapping phones out of people's hands, I suppose. But um, <laughs> I just say unlimited data. Poof.
1: Hey, we actually have audio of what Marshawn Lynch said to that kid who tried
0: to put that cell phone in his face.
4: For me to poop
0: on. <laughs> I bet you didn't know it was going to be Triumph the Insult comic, did you? Actually, I kind of hope that Marshawn Lynch slapped that phone and totally went uh, gamer reference, guys. I would, I would love that. I would love that. That would have been great. Beast mode. Look, man, I don't know what that guy has left in the tank. Uh, and, and obviously, all the stuff with Oakland is kind of weird right now. I, but I mean, for him to kind of play for his hometown team would, would be a cool thing. Uh, I suppose he could try to force Seattle's hand and show up and be like, "All right, let's go to camp, y'all." I know I got a nine million hit. Ha ha! Get ready. Uh, but I would think that they can probably work out some compensation package. Uh, I I I wouldn't expect it to be super significant. I mean, he's got a lot of mileage on him, and he's older, and he had some you know obviously obviously some injuries that slowed him down quite a bit uh, the latter part of his career, but. You know, Marshawn Lynch is one of those guys that I just, I think most of us, in general, enjoyed watching him play when he was healthy. Um, A certain attitude, obviously the Skittles and the, you know, leaping crotch grabs into the end zone. Kind of a neat guy. Um, You know, I'm just here so I don't get fined. He had fun sound bites and, you know, he he just didn't give much of an F about certain things. Uh, But, you know, he's done lots of good stuff and there's some interesting backstory to him. So I I hope he does play again and I hope he plays well. Uh but that's always a gamble with older with older running backs, particularly when they have mileage and then certainly have some injuries. I mean, I I don't know that he's the same guy, but you know, a year off may have done his body a lot of good. Um so we'll kind of see. But Still, well, you odd. know he
2: was just on the couch enjoying some Skittles while just be like, "Yep, I'm enjoying retirement."
0: Yeah, well, I'm sure. I mean, he, he was. He did that uh, thing with Bear Grylls, which is still on my DVR. Mm-hmm. And one of these days, I'm, I have that one and the Shaquille O'Neal one with Bear. It's still on my DVR. I keep meaning I just mean to watch them, and I just haven't gotten there yet. Uh, one day, one day I will. One day I will. I don't know when <laughs> the day is, but one day I will. I will get to it, and I will watch it uh, and have fun with it. But uh, Mario, old beast mode. I'd be. I'd be happy to see them work that out. Uh, we'll see uh, how that plays. I would be very curious to know what kind of compensation uh, that they would be able to sort out. I mean, would it be like a conditional fifth, a four? I mean, I can't. I wouldn't think it'd be much higher than that. But um, I don't know. And incidentally, for Seattle, man, does anybody feel like they they're on the cusp of maybe you know a significant enough, enough amount of roster turnover and aging that their window has closed?
2: Yeah, it's quite possible, so. especially since you know the trade rumors mm-hmm. have been cropping up about sherman possibly being dealt you know what the right offer comes
0: yeah one of the things that's weird about sherman is he acted like i don't know like the stories kind of evolved and at first it seemed like it was the team and then there were stories coming out that it was him that he that he initiated i know it's really odd and i haven't done enough follow-up and reading on it to know what the real deal deal with all that is but um i don't know just you know the seahawks had this great core but you know you get old in the nfl really fast you know what i mean yeah. you just do you, you lose depth really quickly you get old really quickly and things change really quickly um uh, randy certain, certainly knows that from the uh, uh the turnaround of the 49ers from super bowl like contender to doormat um and you know me uh, the redskins have sucked for most of my life so most of my adult life so you know i mean it, the, the nfl gets cruel really quickly so seattle's just interesting you know, you think of, of Sherman, you just identify Sherman with Seattle. You identify Marshawn Lynch. Yes, he played other places in his career, but I think anybody, you you really identify beast mode with the Seahawks. So it will would, it would be odd to see him somewhere else. As far as Sherman, you know, I like Sherman. I don't love him. I uh, I certainly think he's still very capable. He played Hurt last year. I don't think that's really a fair... You know, a fair reflection of of the kind of player that he is. Other than the fact he 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 gutted it out and he played. I think he had uh, some some knee issues, uh, some certainly some leg issues. I don't remember specifically what it was, but he played hurt. You know, uh, we give guys grief for not playing when they're hurt, and then we you know kick the crap out of them when they play hurt and they, they're not what they were. So I mean, you can't have it both ways. You know, it doesn't work. So that'll be weird. But Seattle's an interesting case study in the in the NFL landscape. Because some of their big players they've had to start paying people. Obviously you have to start letting people go. Then you gotta start turning over when roster, then you gotta draft other people and you obviously hope that you know, the ones that you keep, you hit on the right notes and and you keep rolling. But uh certainly a point of a curiosity. But uh I hope Beast Mode is back kind of a fun diversion, if nothing else, for the Raiders as they are lame ducks uh in their home t- in their current hometown of Oakland. And uh I don't know. That that's that's all kinda weird. Uh John Madden, by the way. He was on Sirius XM on one of their, like, NFL Radio Hall of Fame show, and it was talking about the stuff with the Raiders and said, quote, with the uh, you know state of the stadium right now, when they move out, that's going to be torn down, and it's going to be a high-rise or some doggone thing. There will be no more Oakland Raiders. There will be no more history of the Oakland Raiders, and that really bothers me. Boom, it just goes away. And it, that's kind of weird to think about, but, it you know, once the team is gone and the venue is gone – you know, I mean, that that's a big deal. Granted, the stadium's yeah. a dump. I think we all, I mean, anybody that follows the NFL and is familiar with, you know, that stadium, you know it's a crap hole. And it, I don't know, there's a part of me that, that's still torn. There's a part of me that thinks it's cool, that it's, you know, the Sin City Raiders, the, the Las Vegas Raiders, eventually. I think that's kind of neat. Um, and then I certainly, you know, as a... I, I've never personally have been a fan of a team that's moved, uh, but I do know that... uh You know, I I would be, I I think I'd have some animosity for that, for the franchise. You know, if the, if the, the only place I want to see the Redskins move is back into D.C. That's it. Tear down the, the, the old stadium and build something new in the same spot. I'd be totally cool with that. You know, just demo RFK out of there. You got to land, you know, get, get them back where they belong, which is in the heart of, heart of D.C. You get the view. They could do some great things there, man. It really could. I don't like I don't like FedEx Field. I think it's a crap hole. I don't think they've been nearly as good since they've been there. You know, occasional blips of of decency, but for the most part, you know, you, I mean, I grew up with eighties era Gibbs and uh, that era of the Redskins, and you know, that's a far cry, man. <laughs> Get back into the city. I I, I think the, the there's a something something to be said for like team identity and fan identity, and there is a certain callousness to the NFL. You think of the Obviously the Rams. <coughs> you think of the, the Raiders. You think then you think back to the Browns becoming the Ravens, and obviously the Colts moving. And there there's certain in it cities that just you have some really diehard fans, and it, and it, they really shaft them, man. They really shaft them. I feel bad for the San Diego Charger fans. I think their yeah, they're, their owner's kind of a a, a jerk, uh, but. Yeah. Uh, you know i mean it's tough man i mean th- these teams want these big mega stadiums to compete in the current landscape and you know it seems like gone are the days where you can you know put together something a reasonable package and build a stadium and it's just it's got to be these billion or billion and a half or two billion dollar complexes you know you look at the falcons new stadium the vikings new stadium obviously the cowboys and jerry's world i mean they're not just stadiums they're like you know, massive civic centers, right? I mean, it, it's more than just football, and they're massive and they're expensive. And I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's hard to pull that off, and you know, it's just on some level, it's it's kind of sad. And I, you know, I, I feel bad on on one hand. I I think it's great, <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders, if they're gonna move, I like that. But I, you know, I, I do have some empathy uh, for the fans. Lord knows how many jerseys they're gonna burn. So. Yeah, Marshawn Lynch almost seems kind of like the "Hey guys, we know we're effing you, but check this out." <laughs> you know what I mean? It it seems weird, doesn't it? I mean, it, it it seems weird. It does seem weird. So I don't know. I mean, the
2: Raiders out of out of California in general, considering how long that franchise has been around, it's yeah, it's kind of really unheard of. So it's definitely uh, one of those things where it's the end of an era, and it's 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 kind of a shame because. They that team's been there for so long. Yeah, a lot of history,
5: a lot of history. I mean, especially
2: when they were in the AFL before they merged the NFL and AFL. I mean, it's we're talking one of those just storied franchises.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of legacy, a lot of history, and you know, people I, I think forget how, you know, before Al Davis was really old and a shell of himself, his his real place in NFL history, and and you know, he did a lot of good things for the sport and good things for the league, and you know it's just people think of the end of him and that's not that's not the best of al davis you know what i mean and i i don't know it's it's weird i think there are certain franchises that are kind of legacy franchises you know the 49ers the raiders the giants the redskins the packers certainly the bears i mean can you imagine the bears being anywhere other than freaking chicago oh no. yeah you know i mean it Good just Lord. it just it just doesn't feel right and and i will say there's something to be said for the raiders not being not only you know out of 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 Oakland and out of L A, but out of California entirely. It's just weird. Yeah, I guess you can catch a short flight. Not United, guys. <laughs> uh, don't do that. <laughs> um, not United. Although I guess they wouldn't. They probably wouldn't mess with the Raider fans if they're geared up and get on the plane. Maybe they wouldn't mess with them. But uh, I, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. I didn't know we were gonna go NFL out of the gate, but uh, yay for us, I suppose. And I guess speaking of legacy franchises, certainly the Steelers would be one you know Dan Rooney passed away uh 84 years old uh certainly a good life and uh certainly a, a big legacy with the NFL and and with the Steelers so uh, you think of the Rooney rule and um that that obviously has some historical significance uh fighting for opportunities for minority coaches so i i think that's a guy that's going to be missed in the NFL landscape uh you know i'm not a Steelers fan per se but uh, you know the Redskins and the Steelers had a long history of kind of scrimmaging and and some other stuff. And you know you find Steelers fans everywhere. God bless. <laughs> you know it's sad, but you know look, he had a hell of a li- hell of a life, hell of a life. Did a lot, of, did a lot of uh, you know good things. I think is is certainly fair commentary. Uh, <laughs> was even the United States ambassador to Ireland. So that's pretty cool. So he got to do some fun stuff, man. Fun stuff. So I'll raise a raise a glass, to old uh, Dan Ritty, man. Eighty four. Hell of a life, friend. Hell of a life. Mm-hmm. Hell of a life. I'm sure you will, you will see a lot of tributes um, over the next couple of days, and uh, I certainly would anticipate a patch or something uh, on the uh, on the Steelers jerseys, commemorating that. Speaking of uh, NFL news, uh, retirements, legacy franchises, we didn't mention the Bears. Uh, I do like the uh, news that uh, Jay Cutler is still considering retiring. Bruh. Just because nobody yeah. signs you doesn't mean yeah. you're you're retired. It means nobody wants to sign you. <laughs> no, I I don't know what the story is uh, there. Uh, he's made more than enough money. If he doesn't want to deal with the, the crap anymore, just move on and retire and, and just have fun. And you can in, you can Instagram and Snapchat your naked ass on yachts as much as you want once you're retired, or your wife can or whatever. Um,
2: I mean how much money did he steal from the Bears essentially
0: I think he's I'm pretty sure he's cleared uh, over a hundred million in his career so you know I I, I think he was better I think the Bears had a lot of lean years Um, he was probably better than people realized on a bad team but he wasn't Jay's problem was that he was Jay and his personality just what he I mean he was prickly he was prickly yeah, and you know he wasn't particularly likable, and he you know sometimes people didn't think he gave a crap, um, and he wasn't your conventional locker room rah rah leader. He wasn't your conventional outspoken like hey here's your face of the franchise guy. He didn't play any of the games that say you know even if even if uh, you know Peyton Manning was a total you know d bag, you you wouldn't have known it. Right, because he put on the persona, he put on the shtick in the show. Right, he knew how to kind of do the PR piece. Jay Cutler doesn't care about that. Jay Cutler is the United Airlines of NFL quarterbacks. He does not give a <laughs> f. You know what I'm saying? He don't care. He doesn't. He does not care. He's like whatever. <laughs> so uh, you know, if it is his time, and, oh, incidentally, you know, for all the you know, all these Bears fans and, and people hate him, I think he has like. Eight of the most significant like Bears passing records <laughs> they get a career, so his name will be memorialized <laughs> in <laughs> Chicago <laughs> history for a while. Um, but I, I don't know. I still remember when I wanted the Red, when I so vehemently wanted the Redskins to trade for him uh, when they were moving him out of Denver. Still weird to think about Jay Cutler, young Jay Cutler, and, and Brandon Marshall, and I don't remember you. Excuse me, I don't remember who else was, was floating around in there, and they, they booted him out of Denver. It's still weird. Yeah, It, it was Tebow and Cutler, and some other, some other random person was involved in all that stuff. Was it a McCown? I don't know. Uh, uh, Orton. Orton, that's right. Kid Whiskey. Kid Whiskey. I totally <laughs> forgot about Whiskey. that. Yeah, Kid Whiskey. Uh, that seems like forever and a day ago now, doesn't it? My God. So, Jay Cutler. Maybe we've seen the end of Jay. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, uh, Mark, Mark, uh, all kidding aside, though, did you see the bit about, uh, or the piece about this thing with the uh, memorabilia and and Eli? It is kind of weird.
3: I actually had not.
0: Okay, so, you know, there's kind of this weird contextual history with sports memorabilia and some potentially fraudulent kind of things going on. Um, And basically the premise is that Uh, Manning and the Giants were sued back in 2014 by uh, some memorabilia collectors over allegations uh, that they essentially sold fraudulent memorabilia, Um, and they advertised it and sold it as game worn uh, by the players and the team, and so (laughs) uh, what's come to light, and uh, there was an email in particular, Uh, By the way, i got to give Eli Manning an F for still using an AOL email account. That's terrible, by the way. Dude, retire it. No no AOL, dude. Stop. Stop, man. Uh, But apparently uh, Eli Manning sent an AOL email to the team's equipment manager, uh, Joe Skiba, I hope I pronounced his name correctly, that read, two helmets that can pass as game used. That is it, Eli. So uh, it doesn't look so hot there. Um, A little bit weird. Uh, I did like the joke from Daily Snark. That's right. Even Eli's emails get intercepted. I, I admit I did laugh at that. <laughs> I, I did laugh. I, I did laugh at that. Uh, but it, it goes beyond him. There was another email uh, with Skiba admitting to uh, the plaintiff that Eli created the fake memorabilia because he didn't want to give up the real stuff. And then um, that, there are some rumors and some you know some other pieces going around that they scanned their own players, uh, even giving Michael Strahan a bogus jersey he thought was used. Uh, During the Super Bowl, then they created like Gatorade and Stades and all those other kind of stuff. So it's a little bit weird. I'm kind of curious how it actually plays out. And I don't know how the NFL, because realistically, you know, we had the backdrop of, uh, you know, Tom Brady's uh, Super Bowl jersey getting stolen and Von Miller's helmet. And, you know, there's all I mean, sports memorabilia is kind of a weird thing. Uh, but it goes to show you how much uh, there's a seedy underbelly to a lot of sports memorabilia. It's, it's a dangerous game you play with that stuff, uh, and people certainly forge. And it, there's a lot of fraudulent memorabilia. That's a very real thing. So the the real legitimate pieces, if you can uh, absolutely you know vouch for authenticity, there's clearly extra worth. So uh, seems a little bit uh, a little dirty, you know. Um, but I don't know how that's going to play out yet. But it's it certainly. On the surface, doesn't look particularly good there, but I would guarantee you that there's something like this happening on every single freaking team, and I don't know if it will get enough traction to become a big story. Uh, it probably deserves some attention. Uh, I don't know how big it will get blown up, because it's kind of been percolating for a while, and it kind of went away, and now it's kind of bubbling back up what's it mean in the grand scheme I don't know other than I can tell you like I don't buy sports memorabilia I don't worry about getting game used anything Um, i you know I'll buy a jersey uh, and uh, you know as my closet will attest I have this random hodgepodge of of jerseys hell I still have a Clinton Portis jersey Uh, I don't buy them frequently I don't buy them often and I'm old enough now I like to buy retired players I don't. I don't need rooks or somebody that just came out of the NFL draft (laughs) that won't be in the team. Won't probably won't be with the team or in the league in three to four years. (laughs) So, but but that's the story. So uh, still got
1: that Heath uh, Shuler jersey.
0: never had a Shuler jersey. Thank God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. You could have your Gus Farat, but you'd have to bang your head into a wall. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. uh, The only yeah needs the game worn Eli. Manning jersey, uh a helmet on top of his helmet to protect his neck. Yeah. <laughs> now, the only quarterback I can ever remember in NFL history that headbutted a wall and injured himself uh is Gus Ferrat. And I mean that's just it's so ridiculous. You
4: had a Danny Werfel jersey.
0: Never had a Danny Werfel jersey. <laughs> Taste the rainbow, buddy. Taste the rainbow. Danny Werfel. Yeah, man. All kind of champions there. I like how
1: Matt just floated that one out there like Werfel did a pass.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Flag on rainbow. Uh, uh, By the way, I like the random rumors that Aaron Rodgers broke up with Olivia Munn because she was too controlling. Yay, rumors. Uh, Still, my my favorite part of that was, I think it was the Chicago Tribune. I might have the paper wrong. But uh I thought this was uh this was like newspaper level trolling, and they were like Olivia Munn breaks up with her boyfriend <laughs> and it showed Olivia Munn and like Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, come on, guys, I know it's a Chicago Tribune. You can say his name, right? <laughs> but I thought that was a nice spin. I thought that was a nice, nice. spin. Yeah. I thought that nice was nice trolling. I thought this. that was that was kind of a hoot. I laughed at that. Um <laughs> and then uh let's see. Uh one of my other like rando favorite things, this is semi for Randy. For the win had a uh, the why NFL teams haven't signed Colin Kaepernick excuse generator. That was pretty oh, good. good. Lord. So you just click on buttons and it gives you different reasons. You know, Kaepernick's a <laughs> uh, vegan diet is scaring teams off. Uh he doesn't fit in our new quarterbackless offense. We don't know <laughs> we we don't know if he's fully committed to football. Uh yeah Kaepernick no longer protesting anthem shows lack of commitment. <laughs> you know, we're looking for winners like Josh McCown, <laughs> you know, I mean some of them are are pretty Oh, I like this one. We already gave Mike Glennon all of our money. We'll see how that works out for you guys yeah uh, <laughs> Kaepernick's reported his salary demand is too high. who does he think he is? Chase Daniel
5: yeah.
0: I don't know yeah 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 so the the excuse generator was pretty good. Uh, but, I mean, I, I, we've talked about it before. I, I think it's just it's a matter of fit, time, and um, expectation. You know,
1: He'll get picked up. <coughs> He'll get picked if up I, I, probably I, in June.
0: Well, get past Sorry. the draft, get in the camp, see who's injured. And, you know, once his price comes down, same thing with AP, Adrian Peterson. I mean, nobody's. I don't think anybody's going out of their way to bring him in at, the, at his salary expectations to be a, a, a bell cow running back. That Those days are done, bro. So teams will, you know, bring you in, kick the tires, and keep you on, you know, their speed dial or whatever. If something happens in one of their backs, and maybe they'll bring you in. But uh, big egos are a real thing in professional sports. We know that. But you know, when you're, when you are either older, or injured, or have underperformed, uh, or have systemic limitations, then your price is going to come down, and teams will make you wait. <laughs> They're they're just going to do it. I don't think he's been blackballed. I don't think that at all. Uh, I just think teams aren't going to pay him what he thinks he's worth um, because it's overvalued given his, at least the limitations he seems to have shown. And he's got a lot of bags to be a backup. So that will settle in time. And as the salary demands come down, once he's like, oh, I guess nobody wants me to be the starter, okay. Uh, And then the teams that are willing to deal with him, there will be a small number. Uh, especially if somebody gets hurt. I think he'll, you know, at least be on the sideline. I don't know that he'll be on field, uh, but I think he'll at least be on the sideline again. If he, you know, again, if he never suits up in the NFL again, then you can say he's a black ball. But outside of that, get out of my face with that jaunt, dude. He's just, he wants too much money and he's not good enough and he has baggage. It's three strikes if you're going to be a backup quarterback.
1: And he also declined the option. Yep.
0: Yes. So, and that's that's on him. Yeah, that's when. Uh, Although you know, if you if you wanted out of San Francisco, then that was the way to do it. That was the way to do it. Uh, Go ahead, Mark. You're starting. to say well, something.
3: I, was just, I don't know if we're done with that topic, but I kind of had a, had an idea. What's that? I feel like uh, we're kind of we're kind of we're kind of reverse casting. I feel like because none of us care about Carolina, and so you know, I don't think any of us are like that that concerned about getting to the. the the finals. We'll talk about it, but I I was going to say maybe we go to really? and, and I guess it will Maybe like five minutes. Um, but how
1: that's about too we, much time.
3: it might be. But uh I don't know. How about we, we go we I mean, maybe now like we go ahead and go through our our favorite and least favorite stuff of the last, you know, two weeks and that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah we'll, yeah, finish. No, I, yeah. we'll finish the game. It, we like, we
0: flipped it. We flipped it. I I didn't know we were gonna go NFL, but you know, that's fine. We can kinda of do favorite moments and, and some favorite stories. I think that's that's cool. Yeah, I don't have any problem with that. You know, why not? What the hell? Uh, one thing I do want to bring up uh, before I forget about it, Texans offensive tackle David Quisenberry. I don't know how many people remember him. He was diagnosed with lymphoma about three years ago. And so this week he was celebrating his final chemotherapy uh, chemotherapy uh, treatment. And, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but at hospitals a lot of times they have this plaque uh, which says, now that you have completed your chemotherapy treatment, ring this bell to tell the world you're on your way to being well. And so he goes up to it and he reads the thing, and then he rings the bell so damn hard he breaks it off the post. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and it was great. It was great. Quiz and Mary, man, busting the cancer bell. Take that. I thought that was a hoot. That's beautiful. As, as, I've seen a lot of people ring that bell in videos, and you see a lot of tears of joy and, and a lot of that stuff. So that was kind of a cool thing. But uh, he was just ringing it, just it just rips off the wall. It was great, <laughs> That's fantastic, just, just great, man. So yeah, I thought that 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 I thought was pretty cool. Before we get to favorite stories, I, I, I did want to uh, bring this up. I mentioned it briefly. Uh, New York wants the draft back. Obviously, not a surprise. Uh, but as you can tell, uh, the NFL has realized that moving the draft around. Uh, There's some profit to be made there. Uh, You you obviously get some other cities, which on one hand, from my perspective, is kind of neat. Um, not that I necessarily want to go to the draft, but I think to put it in Chicago or put it in Philadelphia or put it in you know, different places, I think gives you an opportunity to, to just involve fans and to let it travel around the country. I think that's kind of a cool thing. They've obviously tried to turn it into an e- event. Uh, I think it's fair discussion to say the draft takes too damn long. I do think that is realistic. I would probably be absolutely thoroughly miserable if I attended the draft in person because I think it moves so slowly I would want to beat my head against the wall but, um, I, I, I guess go say it again. Yeah, that's right. Speaking <laughs> of Ferrat Um, but uh, you know, I, I think that's, I, I think that it's good for the NFL to do that. Uh, I'm not anti New York in any capacity. I think that clearly they can handle the draft and host the draft and it can do well with the draft. Jets fans are always going to come out in droves and boo, you know, they can do a lot of stuff, but. Uh, I think it's good to kind of showcase that around in different different areas of the country. It's kind of a neat thing to do, um, and some people would never go to New York for the draft. You know what I mean? They're not going to travel for that. That's uh, so why I think it's a nice little, kind of a nice little thing to do for fans if they're interested in that. Travel around. You go to historical. You know, you can go to legacy areas and, and go to old school franchises, those, those kind of cities, and do that. I kind of like that. You know, again, they certainly try to turn it into an event. I get it. I did see one person said that they don't sell beer at it though. I don't know if that's true, but in uh, there was an article in PFT and one one person said, "quote uh, The draft is terrible in person. Went in Chicago last year. I wouldn't go again if I was given free tickets. No booze. They string along as uh, they string along. Uh, they string it along for as long as possible. I don't know why that was hard for me to say. And absolutely no entertainment between picks. Sell alcohol at the draft would solve all three of my complaints. It's brutal without it." Uh, again, I don't know if that's true. I haven't been to one, but I, I would certainly want to drink some beer if I'm hanging out, and you you certainly think that would it would be profitable. So uh, yeah, <laughs> don't again. Don't know if that's the case. Don't know if it's the case, but uh, I guess Goodell gets booed enough as it is. He gets booed all over the place. But yeah, speaking I mean, yeah,
2: speaking of uh, alcohol inducing uh, issues, in honor of the draft, this is real, it'll be real quick between the five of us here. ESPN has released their top their biggest draft busts for each team. Oh God. And so, I'm gonna go since it's only five is here, we'll just go through our five teams real quick. Shannon, who do you think the Colts biggest draft bust
1: is? Jeff George. You are correct. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. I would have said Steve Hintman. He was probably second. Mark, second,
2: Mark, who do you think they have for the Giants?
1: Never
2: you made a I bad mean. pick. <laughs> well, their That's idea so, of the yeah, uh, worst ever pick the for the Giants up. in the first round is Derek Brown from 92.
1: Dave Brown? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't think he was ever a first round pick. Mm. Justin, who do you think they have for the Redskins?
0: Uh, well, I think for all the uh, all the uh, Browns and the Tank they crapped with uh, the RG three trade, um, <laughs> he gets at least a, like a, a, a mention. But he had, he had at least had a year. Um, what I always think of of Redskins failures is Desmond Howard, uh, and then I had to look him up because I, I couldn't quite remember the name. But Andre Johnson, the tackle ninety six, who I don't think ever ever did anything. I don't think he ever played. I don't think he did nothing uh, for the Redskins. that was a big waste. The, those are the two that, you know, growing up, I, I remember them specifically. You know, if you want to tell me worst free agent, it's obviously Albert Hansworth. but well, we all know
2: We know your thoughts <laughs> and feelings on that. Yeah. One. yeah. And then,
0: you know, and then, uh, you know, they, 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 yeah. they've <laughs> done a, a trade. They've done a couple of crap things. Yeah. Uh, with Taylor Jacobs. That was garbage. Uh, when they traded the first round pick for Jason Campbell, that was crap um that sucked um Devin Thomas Malcolm Kelly and Fred Davis when they could have done anything I I think they drafted all around um oh my god why can't I think of the guy's name oh the wide receiver that came from Philadelphia that that just went to Tampa the burner Deshaun Deshaun Jackson yeah DJ I don't know what can I think of his freaking name uh they drafted (laughs) people all around that guy they didn't draft that guy Devin Thomas didn't do anything Malcolm Kelly had bad knees and Fred Davis couldn't wake up to a freaking alarm clock so uh, that was just pit- I mean that, that was crap. But I I I'd, I'd say it's probably Desmond Howard at that time and then Andre Johnson, but you have some other ones that are honorable mentions that sucked.
2: Uh, ESPN actually has someone that's already been mentioned. Apparently, he was the 3rd overall pick in 94, Heath Shuler.
0: Oh yeah, that that dighead. I forgot about that guy. Um Yeah, no, you're right, dude. That's right. Yeah, he should. And you know, a lot of people thought Heath was going to be pretty good. Um, He never did much at much a squat. And then I think he finished his career with the Saints, and he had he had all kinds of injuries to his feet. He had a lot of he had a lot of uh, broken bones or busted toes or who knows? Maybe people just dropped bowling balls in his feet because they wanted him to get the hell out of the league. Um, (laughs) Not entirely sure Uh, that he was not a good quarterback. I can tell you he was not a pro he was not a good pro quarterback, dude. He may have been a good guy and he was good at Tennessee, but wow did he suck a fat bag of ass for the Redskins. <laughs> God bless. He's Shuler. I hope he's a better damn senator or congressman or whatever than he was a NFL player, because he sucked. Whoa. Bag O dicks to you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> God so, Brad, he's Schuler. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So
2: Matt, who do you think it is for the Packers? I'm in the same opinion on Mark. We don't we don't draft bad people. He was nicknamed <laughs> the incredible bulk. Who? He was nicknamed the incredible bulk back in 89. Oh. Yeah.
0: Oh, um um shit.
2: Tony Mandrich. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously for the 49ers it's Jim Druckenmiller.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, because that was stupid. When it happened, uh, I still I remember know. when drunk, and, drunk on Miller got drafted. We were like, why? He, he has, exactly. He, he fits nothing that San Francisco does. Well, how does that make any sense? He's yeah. decent at Tech. Uh, he's decent at Virginia Tech, yeah. <laughs> it was not decent anywhere else, man. Tony no, Mandridge. Yeah, bag of oh, butt suck. Bag of butt so suck.
2: hopefully in a couple of weeks, none of our teams draft any busts.
0: Yeah, I'm looking, scrolling on the, 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 a random Bleach Report list of, like, draft bust for the Packers. I don't know. Yeah, Amanda M- Rich, but I think some of that was just, that was just the myth, you know, the myth that, of what he was. Because he and that's, right that was that after Yeah, and that was all, like, I mean, that was Roydville, wasn't it? <laughs> I yeah, mean, yeah. Yeah. You know. but, I mean, that
2: was a huge draft class, too, because you had Aikman, Barry Sanders, Derek Thomas. I mean, that oh, would, uh, they
0: could have done a lot of things that would have been awesome for them. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if Barry Sanders had gotten to play with freaking Brett Favre? Christ almighty. My oh, Here,
1: have an offensive line.
0: Mother Barry. have mercy. How good would that have been?
1: <laughs> and a quarterback that can play. Woof.
0: Okay. Instead, <laughs> he
2: had Rodney Pete and Andre Ware.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it could be worse. We could all be like Lions fans. Look at the bright side. But their new That's uniforms true. are straight fire, <laughs> dumpster fire. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, well, by the, the way, designs I do, these things. By the way, I do like that uh, Jonathan Hankins picked by the Colts today. Sorry, Mark.
5: Yeah. Hey, hey, like,
1: hey. Hey, they need defense. So as long as he plays like he's supposed to. Yeah. Sounds like it's a big body in the middle. Works for me. I'm good. Yep. <laughs> Somebody on the D line that can hopefully rush the passer.
0: So, Mark, uh, as we get ready to transition out of segment one and we'll we'll go to segment two, this will probably be one that you know stretches out of a uh, couple of things. Uh, what's like one of your favorite one of your favorite sports moments or stories or I don't know maybe most <laughs> hated sports moment or stories over the past couple of weeks?
3: Um, I say I've got I've got probably three favorites and one one awful, but uh, I'll give I don't know just just from an amusement point, my favorites that I actually uh, started reading about today. I bet at least you probably heard about this, but I don't know if everybody has. Mo Harkless, yeah, he, he made himself 500 grand by just refusing to shoot any threes in Oh, last yeah, because his
0: percentage was like 35.1. 35.1. Yeah. 35.1. So he couldn't miss any three. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, that was brilliant. pretty
3: funny. I mean, so, some, somebody asked him you know, if he was going to, and be, he just a perfect, accurate response was, would you? <laughs> <laughs> of course not. No. I mean game means nothing to the team they've got everything yeah they're, they're where they're gonna be so yeah no nope <laughs> 500 grand and then he uh i love he goes out and uh goes out to a cheap like mexican place for dinner and says i guess dinner's on me tonight
1: <laughs> 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 that's your
0: 500k i don't know what that is after taxes but yeah no that that hey. was a hoot that was a hoot i that was a hoot.
5: would have that. <coughs> no, liked the up.
0: confidence that he was ready to go and 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 jack a couple up but You know, there's plenty of, we've seen plenty of players that are within striking distance of some uh, uh, measurable stat or achievement that either get benched or get pulled, and you're like, oh, come on, man, give that guy a chance to hit that contract incentive, (laughs) and they don't do it, and it feels kind of like Dirty Pool, so, uh, you know, he kind of worked, he gamed the system to his own advantage. Good on him.
1: Absolutely. Uh, You know, his agents, agents, like, no, you ain't shooting a (laughs) throw.
0: do Don't shoot anything, bro.
1: Yeah,
3: he only took one one three in the last 92 minutes that he played.
0: You know what? (laughs) It's too too bad they couldn't have signed a Romo for a day to jack up some threes for him, right? I mean, if the the Mavericks can flirt with the idea. No, I'm just kidding. No, that was kind of fun.
3: Fantastic tweet. My has just had just one three-point attempted in the last 92 minutes played in the season to to save that 500 grand. Put him in the Hall of Fame. (laughs) (laughs) Funny.
0: All right, your, your next story.
3: Well, I mean, this one, uh, well, actually, no, I'll, I'll go to a, a mean one that not everybody would love, but if you don't like the Cavs, you liked it. Uh, certainly, Captain, I talked briefly about how crazy a sports day we had on Sunday, but probably mm-hmm. my favorites, or, well, second favorite of that day was the Cavaliers blowing a 26-point lead in the fourth to lose to the Hawks. Uh, I mean, I, I, of That's course, pretty
0: atrocious.
3: Oh, it was ridiculous, and I, but I absolutely love it. Um, saw a stat, I can't remember the exact number, but I believe it was like 840-something games in a row. Of course, logically so, but 840 games in a row where a team going into the fourth quarter in the NBA, up by 26 points or more, had not blown that lead. Yep. Yeah, uh, that, that makes sense, but uh, Atlanta outscores them 44-18 to 18 in the fourth, you know, take it to overtime, and win it overtime, LeBron fouls out, <laughs> you know, like a baby, I, it was just glorious, <laughs> so... <laughs> um, and I'll say, you know, we'll probably touch briefly on the, the NBA playoffs. They're just they're starting this weekend, so I mean, obviously, nothing to talk about yet in terms of actual games. But uh, I feel like the Cavs are susceptible. I'm not going to pretend that they're not still a great team, but I think they're going to the playoffs a little undeservedly arrogant. I, I don't know. They just they definitely haven't been playing uh, their best ball. Uh, so I'm I'm just fairly surprised to not see them. You know, take down the number one spots and so uh anyway. Uh well obviously I, I would love to see uh, uh Eastern finals of the Wizards against the Cavs. I think the Wizards actually match up with them pretty decently. We'll see.
0: We'll see. I there is something to be said for the, the arrogance of kinda of being so cavalier <laughs> about the seating. I know my jokes have been resting for two weeks, man. What do you want, bro? Um <laughs> I saved a few up. <laughs> I saved I saved a few up, man. Uh yeah, it's tough cuz I, I always think of like certain sports parallels and uh, look, I mean, the NBA historically, you know, teams at times can coast a little bit in a regular season and then you ramp it up, but uh, there's something different this year with all the you know, the resting stuff and uh, you know, there's a lot of blowback with that. And it, it's it's a point of curiosity to see a team that whether they're experimenting with chemistry, whether they're just kind of dicking around a couple times, I, I, I don't know, man. It, it's a pretty bold move to not sweat the seed and basically go like, we're not worried about the East. We don't, we're do not we not worried about it until the finals, essentially, because that's almost like what they're feeling. You know what I mean? It's almost like what it feels like. You know, We're not really worried about it till the finals. We don't care about the seed, whatever. We're fine. We're good. Uh, and we'll turn it on in the playoffs and just kind of roll. Maybe they will but if they don't if they don't if they go if they go in the playoffs and again we mentioned this pre-podcast um, you know Warriors and Cavs obviously the very very trendy assumption pick of the finals but it, it never it has yet to happen in NBA history where teams meet 3 years in a row the same two teams meet 3 years in a row in the finals so it's a good probability that one or both of those teams don't make it back um, even okay. though certainly you would say on paper you go the the Cavs should get through the East and the Warriors should get through the West. You know, it it feels like they should, but that doesn't mean that they will. So it would be interesting if that caught up to the Cavaliers uh this particular postseason. I'm not saying it will not saying it right. will, but that certainly is part of the storyline and um that you know, I would like to think some teams are certain they have a little extra salt to stick in those wounds if they can knock them out.
3: It's it's, it's hard hard pressed to not see the Warriors there. It, it's just nearly impossible for me, barring you know, I don't know, two of oh, their no. stars getting hurt in the first round or something like that. Or Draymond uh, kicking a
0: bunch of people in the balls and getting thrown yeah, out. Some,
3: some, some, something uh, like that. Yeah, uh, I, I like. I mean, you're, you're, of course you're supposed to say this, but I, I like Lillard said that, you
0: know, that. he was asking You said.
3: Call uh, bla- bla- Blazers Bulls. in six.
0: Yeah, Blazers and <laughs> sick. has to I, man. I, 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 love, be I confident. love I love David
3: Lillard. Be confident, an absolute beast of a player. Be confident,
0: but uh, there's no way that Blazers are not beating the Warriors in the first round. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I mean, I think I, to me it would have to be something like injury. Fallo's foul, foul using it. Well, really injuries, because if it's yeah. going to be something that takes somebody out, a, a team of that caliber. Um, it's gonna have to be injuries that levels the playing field for another team. That or the other team just has to be like they have to have a series where they lights out on fire, right. Wh- which can happen, which can happen. But I mean, Golden State, that that's you know, I mean, come on, that's a, there's a lot of weapons on that squad, bro.
3: But I but I, I feel I I genuinely feel like the I, I could say from this one talk, talking to you know a decent handful of my you mm-hmm. know NBA fan friends that's the East. The East, yes, it's still the Cavaliers to lose, but it's you know it's more it's it's definitely got a lot more open to it. it the Warriors is basically the foreground conclusion of the West, but not 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 so with the East. Yeah. Um. So it's it's going to be interesting. I think the Celtics are, are a, I'm a Lakers fan, of course. So I'm supposed to hate the Celtics, and I and I do. Uh, <laughs> Fair but, point. But uh, I I think they're not going to go as far as people might think. I just don't. I don't have as much respect or impression of of that team going far. Yeah, um, but you know, obviously, I'm I'm rooting my heart out for the Wizards. I, mean, I do uh, think the Wizards are the dangerous ones to watch out for. Oh, absolutely! When, when Bradley Beal and John Wall and that that backcourt, uh, they they absolutely can get get a lot done. So
0: well, that would be fun. I mean, for our, again, we're in Richmond, Virginia, so you know, uh, the Wiz Wiz- Wizards make and it.
3: Capitals both. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: If if the Wiz and the Caps can make a run, then great. I think that'd be I mean, fantastic. I, I mean, the Caps have a history of heartbreak. Well, actually, DC sports in general have a history of heartbreak. <laughs> yeah. You know. I
3: mean, uh, I mean we know the, the Redskins <laughs> and the Nationals are going to keep on, you know, falling short. So, um, yeah, <laughs> Capitals or Wizards,
0: somebody's
1: got to got to step up and win a win. So,
0: so, somebody's got to do it. The Redskins exactly. Redskins aren't ready yet. I don't. Um, I don't but give, you know, five, five yeah.
1: Which of the D.C. sports teams will be the first ones to break free?
0: <laughs> None of them. Let me poop. Let me poop. <laughs> can't hold
5: it anymore. Let me poop. Let
0: me poop. Yeah, I think that's just the... We could break free, but I think realistically that's the better... That's the better deal for them, man. I gotta be honest. I, I gotta be honest with you.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say, in terms of Washington sports, Justin dreamed a dream that the Redskins front offices get their head out of their ass and actually build a good what team. Game.
0: Yeah, <sighs> I, I did dream a dream. I've dreamed a lot of dreams <laughs> about 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 the Redskins. Uh, you know, no longer drive me to uh you know, drink. Um, one day, if only the Redskins would stop. Signing people as if it was Madden. Or drafting people like they, you know, don't actually have pre-existing injuries. What do they think it was? The draft with Obamacare? Just stop. You know, I mean, dude, I don't, Dan Snyder, Dan Snyder, I, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know what to make of that team sometimes. I mean, you can't, they can't figure out Kirk Cousins. I don't know what the deal with Snyder is. McLuhan, they, I, I mean, ah, I, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt for all the drama and all the crap. I mean, I'm a fan. Uh, so I'd like to hope that they've at least made some decent moves. If they can figure out the Kirk Cousins thing, great. Although, obviously, losing Deshaun Jackson, Pierre Garçon, that, that's a big blow. And I like pieces that are on that team. But I, I think the NFC East is a pretty top-down. It's a pretty pretty competitive division. Um, I like Wentz I think that's well established uh, I don't think the Eagles are there yet um, but they should be trending up uh, particularly if he's if he's legit Cowboys obviously I think most people would look at them as as the class of the division unless Dak has a regression Giants are still in the mix obviously good defense and you know latter stages of Eli's career they're going to make a push so you know it, I think the NFC East is 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 a is a pretty competitive top-down division I don't I don't know what the Redskins upside is. I'm pained by this offseason. I really liked Scott McLuhan. Uh and the at least on the surface the rampant dysfunction continues inside of that front office and it makes me want to barf. It makes me want to barf. So I hope they did the right thing, but it's just hard for me to look at it and feel like they did. It just it feels like they did Scott McLuhan dirty and just just internal power struggles. And it's hard. It's hard to successfully run and manage and draft and all the stuff you need to do for a franchise and a team if you have an internal shit show going on. It's one thing to have some battles and and the butt heads, you know what I mean? That happens. Um, You know, creative processes and man. You know, sometimes conflict is a good thing, it's not necessarily all bad, but it needs to be constructive conflict, um, if that makes sense. And I don't know that that is a franchise that has constructive... They got conflict. I don't know that it's constructive. So, it definitely feels more destructive. So, I I worry about them. Thanks, Randy. I worry about them. But, hey, on the bright side, no Donovan McNabb. So, life's pretty good.
2: (laughs) There's a win right there.
0: There, There's a win. There's a win. Donovan McNabb, the the taint of Redskins NFL history. Right there.
2: (laughs) It taint happened.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I wish it tainted. I wish it hadn't happened, but it did and yay. Anyway. <laughs> On that note, I tell you what, why don't we go ahead and take a Because we 'Cause we're we're hit we're right at that hour. So why don't we go ahead and uh uh wrap up segment one, we'll come back. Obviously we gotta talk about this UNC Gonzaga deal. Um and then we'll we'll have some more like favorite stories and, and worst stories. <laughs> Mark, save that worst one. I know you got I know you got a worst one. Okay. Rain- I all cur-
3: and, I get, and I got one more favorite one. So. Right,
0: Randy's all curveballing me, getting me to talk about the Redskins for some freaking reason. I hate you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> God, I, I I so hope they're making the. I, I'm so hoping they did the right thing, but it just it just none of it feels good. That's what he said. <laughs> none of it feels good. <laughs> that that's what they should all say to Daniel Snyder when they when they come up for like season ticket renewal. You know, get out of my box. <laughs> Doesn't feel good. No. <laughs> No. Just stop. <laughs> anyway. Uh we're the sports brew. We'll uh take a quick break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. As always you can find us at Keyword Sports and Brew, iTunes, Stitcher Radio. Uh obviously our main feed is on Podbean, uh Live dot com. You know, Google Play Store again. Uh, you know, you love sports, you love brew, you should love us, man because we love all of that stuff. <coughs> Excuse me. Seasonal I don't know, it's seasonal sickness. I I haven't historically had allergies, but I have this cough, I cannot shake. It's driving me freaking crazy, but I'm better than I was last week. Last week, I was a wreck. Sucked big fat bags of butt. Almost as many bags of ass as Heath Schuler sucked. Almost. But for me, it only lasted a week. For him, it lasted a lifetime. Thanks, Heath. Anyway, we'll be back in just a moment.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, man. I had to stretch your legs for a couple of minutes, and uh, God bless. Hey, man. Uh, <laughs> important news break. <laughs> yeah. Hey, where are the white women? No, at? no, that, that's 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 not the news break <laughs> I wanted. You said, right. Bull. That's not what I was talking about. There we go. There we go. Uh, I am now a member of the minivan mafia. Yeah, yeah. There you which go. Which is which is weird. Weird to say, but you know what? It was time. It was time. Who wants a mustache, right? Well, hopefully, nobody in my minivan. I was just saying. Two chicks at the same time. Well, you know, that you could do in a minivan because it's extra roomy. (laughs) That's
1: not your mother. It's a man, baby.
0: All disturbing. All disturbing. You and
1: Sarah are tall, so you do need that extra room.
0: Yes! There you go. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Do it now. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Woo! Go on. You said it yourself. No problem. You son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, don't worry. I'm not going to go Matt Foley though. Well,
4: you'll have plenty of time living in a van down by the river <laughs> when you're living in a van down by the river. Not doing
0: that. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Just letting you know. Well, Get the fuck out
4: my face well, with well. that
0: shit. That's right. That's right. That's right, man. Looking out for you, dude. Looking out for you, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we go. Oh, you are so ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man, minivan. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, look, man, we get we got to type <laughs> a couple. Whoa. Thanks, YouTube. It's determined that 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 soundbite apparently is going to keep playing. So thank you for that. <laughs> That's okay though. No big deal. Um. None. No. Uh, Mark, why don't you go ahead and finish up your, your favorite story? And I know you were saving one of your worst ones. Obviously we'll, we'll get to the UNC game. Uh, maybe that'll be everybody's worst story of the past couple of weeks. No, I'm, just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, probably not. Uh, but I don't know of your favorite stories, Mark.
3: All right. So, I mean, I, I definitely, you know, my, my, my legitimate favorite story of the last couple of weeks is, uh, yeah, it's, it's hands down Russell Westbrook. I mean, yeah. I, I just, I, I couldn't be happier for the dude. I'm, so ridiculously impressed and i mean i i think most years you know there's a couple players that you can legitimately argue for mvp i i am gotta admit i'm so fully in the camp here that you know while it won't happen he should be unanimous i mean to, to, to do what he's done is just absolutely absurd uh, on so many levels i mean and, and i, I I think uh, I trusted Oscar Robertson was, was was really genuine. He was like, "I hope he beats it." He really was was rooting for him to beat it. Yeah. Um, what's well, it do in the way that he's done it? I mean, he's he's a point guard. So I mean, the the, the you know, he's obviously a much you know genuinely a, a higher scoring point point guard. And then you know the lead has gone a good bit in that direction. But the points, yeah, that's you know plenty doable. He assists, you know, it's it's challenging to get 10 assists uh, a, a night, but he's a great passer. The rebounds, that's where he impresses me the most. Yeah. I mean, the dude is just fearless. He, he is so smart at the way he positions himself. He's not afraid of anybody. He'll battle down low against absolutely anybody. And so to, to do what he did, game in, game out, uh, to break that record, and, and not only that, to, but, I mean, just how poignant, how perfect to, to break the record with another 50-point triple-double, and hit the game-winning three-pointer from dude. That game-winning was shot was sick. Thirty-six that feet. I was sick. Oh my god! I mean, how perfect! I mean, you could not. You yeah, it's one of those. You again, you could not script that any better. Right. Um. So you know, I just I've loved watching it, and I agree with a lot of people. You know, who, who you know, if you didn't have any, you know, if your team was was struggling, or you know, you didn't really have anybody to be rooting for in the season, Westbrook made the NBA season phenomenally fun to watch and follow. Um, so I, I, yeah, I, he gets my tip of the cap for the last, you know, several weeks for the entire NBA season and maybe for the entire you know year. Uh, I just thrilled for him and, and just phenomenal. It's ridiculous. I mean, you can't, you really can't really describe it.
0: No, I mean, it, it, it's a, it's an one of those statistical anomalies. I mean, you figure he's, he's the second person to average a triple double. You know what I mean? I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, he's yeah, he's breaking Oscar Robertson's record, which is, you know, I'm glad that uh, the Big O, you know, flew out and spent some time with him. I thought that was nice. I thought that was pretty Mm -hmm. cool. Robertson was there um, before the Thunder's last home game. Uh, But, I mean, just think about how difficult it is to do if only two people, essentially two people in league history have done it. There have been some real, I mean, there's just no shortage of fantastic players in NBA history. Think about that. Two. Two. And up into Westbrook, one, obviously. I mean, that that's that, I mean that's just a six, 6 6 statistic. You know, and it goes to show you how hard it is to do um, and what goes into that. And, I mean, you know, Robertson's 78. <laughs> you know what I mean? He didn't do it no. 10 years ago, <laughs> you know? So, uh, pretty wicked. And uh, what did Westbrook finish with? 40, Forty-two triple-doubles? 40, 40, Forty-two.
3: 40, uh, I wonder how. I mean, I know he did. He did it at least twice. You know, having you know, 50 points because I was, you know, obviously yeah. And since the the the, game, the record-breaking game, this was another 50-pointer, um, which, I mean, that's. I mean, usually a triple-double I mean, it's still impressive, but you know, like, you know, 16 points, you know, 11 rebounds, right. 10 assists, something like that. To to have you know these 50-point ones, <laughs> and it's pretty know, filthy. 10-plus 10, 10 assists. I mean, he's, yeah, he's contributing filthy. to. You know, well over half of the team's points, whether yeah. with, with points or assists. I mean, it's just, yeah, like I said, I mean, it's, 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 uh, for, uh, a babblicious SOB like me, uh, it really is hard to, to put into words. It just doesn't, it defies logic. And so it, I, you know, salute o'clock, clock, tip of the cap, uh, Westbrook, you're a beast. And, uh, I, I, you know, give you so much credit for taking, you know, a team that's, you know, definitely, you know, un- undermanned uh, after losing the Durant, and uh, doing doing what he did with them, just awesome.
0: Now, just out of curiosity, uh, when it comes down to the the you know long and short of it, <laughs> central figures MVP race, Harden, Westbrook. You're absolutely pro Westbrook. Not even uh anything for Harden, or you just like eh, we just can't any other year maybe, but <sighs> you just can't exactly.
3: And any other year. I mean uh I, I love seeing a lot of the a lot of the other players. I mean uh Lillard, you know, I saw him Facebook posts just say uh <laughs> MVP Russ. I mean just I, I I think most of the players would agree. I I, I mean maybe I was going to say maybe even Hardwood. That's probably a stretch, but um, Well, no, I, he he's got
0: to vouch for it, himself, doesn't he?
3: Of, of course, but but I just yeah, it's got to be in any other year. Uh, I'm not denying Harden having a phenomenal season, but you, you just you got to give it to Westbrook. And, and uh, I mean, uh, I'd love him to shock me, and it'd be unanimous, but it, it, it probably won't be and probably can't be. But
0: Yeah, I, that, that'll that be tough. That'll be tough. But uh, it certainly made for an interesting debate over the past couple of months, you know, as, as that has kind of unfolded in front of our eyes. I'm not I'm not anti Harden you know in any capacity so I, I don't have any like dog in the fight per se uh, with right. this one uh, I, I'm kind of okay either way but I, I do think what what you know Westbrook has done is is pretty phenomenal although um, you know Shannon your favorite guy old Colin Coward is, has been like oh a lot of his rebounds are BS well I'm paraphrasing here <laughs> oh, obviously shut up <laughs> saying that, that they set him up to yeah, get a whole that bunch of just rebounds their
1: Sam Jackson treatment.
0: <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So from you to Colin Coward. Shut the fuck up. There you go. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Yes.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sam. I'm sorry,
1: but if you average a triple double for the season, that that's automatic MVP. Right. I'm sorry.
0: Bar no. none. You, you, yes. You're, all right.
1: Look, hard Harden won more games. Great. LeBron, he, he's still resting.
0: Great. <laughs> he can rest during the MVP uh, presentation as well.
1: But we're talking about most valuable player. Oh, my God. What would the Thunder be without triple Westbrook? Double and got his team to the playoffs. Yeah. yeah there's, where your, would, there's your
2: value. Right exactly. There. Where would OKC be without him?
3: <laughs> <I> <laughs> take, mean, take, take, take away 20-plus wins. I mean, easily. At yeah. least. Yeah. At least. I mean, in so.
1: Brooklyn, at that point, is still trying to tank. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're putting Jay Z and Beyonce in the lineup. <laughs>
0: they might need I to put.
1: Mean,
3: I, I don't even know what, what 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 coward means. Like, I mean, it's just saying like, yeah, you know, the other teams are backing away to like give him the rebound. Not, not yeah. other teams,
0: but his his teammates are are helping to create space. For nonsense. him to get rebounds and he's like you know my point guard shouldn't be out there getting getting rebounds or whatever it's the way he plays it's, i mean it's, I, I it's, know. If
5: he,
3: it's one of those things where i mean i i, I know you know shannon and, and certainly his basketball expertise will will agree with me when you start like telling your team and instructing them to like play differently that's yeah. when you start you just can't you're gonna start screwing up the team dynamic that's how he wants to play he is an aggressive player he likes to battle down low and get rebounds so if you start trying to change him um, nonsense, and I mean, obviously he's he's a he's a healthy dude. I mean, he doesn't get hurt. Um, so knock on wood for that one, Mark. Yeah, you know, for, for sure. Obviously, it's, you're not going to see a re- repeat of this next season. I don't think. I mean, that's that's. Um, yeah, I think it'll, this it'll,
1: was once in a lifetime. Exactly.
3: Um, he'll he still get more triple doubles than most, and, and we'll see. Uh, when is his career where where his numbers are? Um, in total, but, but yeah, this is, this is a, you know, one year, uh, extravaganza that's, uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, you know, we, 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 we I think we can
0: go ahead and crown them. <laughs> crown them. I, I Uh-oh. still, Uh-oh. I, agree? I, I, I know. I, I still, I mean, if only Durant, Westbrook and Harden could have stayed together. I mean, we talked about what Good year Lord. was that? Was that like the first year of the podcast? Second year of the podcast? And it was just like it, uh, it was like
1: the second year when they traded uh, Harden at the beginning of the year, and we're sitting there like, like uh, just let him walk, man. Give yourselves a chance.
0: Yeah. Uh, what could have been? <laughs> what could have been? I mean,
1: you dreamed. We dreamed a dream, we, we dream, dream?
0: Bro, dude. Like totally for real, we dreamed a dream, brother. We dreamed a dream.
1: You cannot fault the OKC GM. The fact that he drafted those three guys.
0: You tell him, Shannon.
1: You just can't.
0: Is that the end of you telling him?
1: Oh, I was going to let you do it because you do it so much better. (laughs) And that's what she said.
0: Hey. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. Thanks, thanks, Mcguffin. Thanks, Mcguffin.
1: Yeah. Just give him credit where it's due.
0: Fair point. Okay. Uh yeah. All right. So uh, we got a lot of your favorite stories, then, Mark. Uh, what's your worst story?
3: Oh my gosh, you may be angry, but uh, I'm anger. Uh, <laughs> imagine the rest of you as well, but um, anger. Uh, I, I, I bet we all at least heard about it, but um, from um, uh, I guess it was two weeks ago now. Uh, Lexi Thompson. Of oh, the, getting uh, totally of the hosed. LPGA. Yeah,
0: she got screwed. She got screwed
3: 4 four stroke penalty <laughs>
5: tournaments a
3: fan a fan submitted, you know, complaints from a previous day and they assess a four stroke penalty because of something a fan sees. I can't even wrap my mind around how fucking idiotic
1: that is.
0: Yeah, it's a mess. Take you know, back. look, if nothing else, if you're going to have if you're going to have something like that happen, do it on the same freaking day.
1: Yeah, no you know kidding,
0: what I mean. Do it on the same day. If if, if you're going to allow that kind of crap, do it on the same day. But, but not, look,
1: but, but not from
3: a fan submission. I, I, yeah, a, here's the thing. Somebody...
0: Here's what I don't like about that. Okay, All so that. well, there's a lot of things I don't like about it. But look, I, I know there's a lot of you know golf is kind of unusual, right? I, I totally get that. I watched the video of it. I watched it put the, the coin or whatever the hell down, and you know maybe the ball moves a half. I don't freaking know. I mean a tiny amount, right? <laughs> It should be corrected there. If it's that important to you, you should have officials that are there watching all of it so that you can handle it on course, in-house, and be done with it, okay? And you should certainly handle it the same freaking day. You should certainly handle it the same damn day. That's poor form. It's poor taste. It's just poor. I mean, it looks terrible. You know, you think of any parallels to any sport that you follow, baseball, soccer, football. I mean, God bless. You know how much literature Whitfield wrote about the damn Fail Mary did you see the NFL changing anything at the end of that game because of that? Hell no, hell no, right? I mean, you don't, man. You know, officiating and 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 this interplay between, you know, sometimes uh, you know accidents on on field or on course or on pitch or whatever. Look, it's an imperfect thing, right? But if it's that important to you, have people there to monitor it. Okay, the the other thing is this. <laughs> Anybody that gets a lot of TV coverage is at a disadvantage for that. Think about that. There are plenty of people that are not that, that are not getting a whole bunch of airtime. I don't know how many people are really hardcore watching the LPGA. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to tell you, oh, man, I, I really watched that event. I, you know, I didn't. You know what I saw was an article, and I watched the video, and I'm like, that's crazy, right? And then I didn't know it would blow up the way that it did. But y- you figure you've got Pretty Woman, right, and a face of the LPGA, and clearly a good golfer. Let's quantify all that stuff. You have all these things, but TV friendly, right? Good person. But she's got the TV coverage. The point of the whole thing is somebody that is on the telecast that gets a lot of coverage, guess what? They're going to be more susceptible to somebody going, oh, hey, there's an issue here. You know what I mean? It's weird. Mm-hmm. That that That's a competitive disadvantage. That's not fair. A whole bunch of it's not fair. How much did the ball move? Dude, I don't freaking know. We don't have telescopes and satellites measuring that. I don't know. It looked like it moved a smidge, you know. And that's on her. But the way it was handled, the way it was handled is on the LPGA, and that's a, that's a that's a shame. Sorry to jump on your bandwagon there, Mark. But that's a shame. That 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 we, we don't
1: have telescopes on that.
0: No, apparently they need to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they need NASA. Well, you know, the, you know if there's any NASA left. Uh, by the next LPGA event, maybe they can redirect a satellite down there and track balls. You know, that's what we need. That's Uh-oh. what we need. That's what we need, guys. We need, we need satellites tracking balls. You said balls. Why not? What the hell? Um, talk
1: to my buddy that works at SpaceX. Yeah, you should do that. So, yeah,
0: Space SpaceX Ball Brigade. There you go. You have a new profit <laughs> director for the You said
1: balls.
5: <coughs> oh, oh. <laughs> you yeah, the
0: SpaceX Ball Brigade, man. I'm telling you. You know, Some I mean, it, but it, but it's just that whole sequence of events is <laughs> screwy, man. Uh, you know, I, I'm not saying she's in the right for how she, you know, picked up and reposite. Whatever, man. Yeah, th- There's an issue with that. That's fine. But the thing is, it should be corrected the same day. And it should be corrected by an official on tour, on course there. You know yeah. what I mean? If they can't yeah. catch it and they can't police it themselves... What kind of weird-ass situation is that? Hey, guys, hey, man, home viewers, I tell you what, go ahead and load up the app, so while you're watching this NCAA, how about this, watching the NCAA championship game, why don't you thumbs up or thumb down? How about that stupid-ass weird foul between Karnowski and Barry? How about that one where he got a flagrant one? How about that when Barry went to steal the ball from the dude and he's going for the ball and, yeah, he hits him in the head? And then they stop the freaking game, and they're like, "Oh no, let's have a foul on Barry and a flagrant one on Karnowski, because that makes sense. Let's write mm-hmm. in about that. Thanks, thanks, guys."
3: I mean, it just it's just so would, that, a- would that ever fly? Of course not. That would no. absolutely never no. fly in NCAA no. basketball. And I mean, I, I yeah, you know, and, and this I don't really necessarily want to turn the conversation into this, but I mean, I even think just in general, I can't think of any like professional no. men's sport where this would possibly have occurred that the uh, men's golf I mean this that that wouldn't happen. I, I could they, swear I,
0: don't, I, don't they, I could swear Tiger Woods got dinged by one of those two
3: but by a fan but by, by, by a, a fan. fan I
0: could swear Tiger Woods got dinged by to, a fan one know. time
3: I, I'd have to look, look into that I mean, Boy, he, we'd, he we, we'd have to look yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He, he was he was you know certainly you know, highlighted by you know as one of the people tweeting you know pretty immediately after it you know rooting for uh rooting for her and and you know saying you know uh this is absolute nonsense but you know go on and win it anyway and, and to her credit I mean she battled I mean, the uh, you know again for people, and I don't think any of us are huge golf guys. We're I not, I, you know, follow the golf a little bit, but I mean, a um, you know, four-stroke penalty is, is
0: huge. That's massive.
3: You know, yeah. just, and it was a final final round. She battled back. She forced she forced a, you know, forced a sudden death, and you know, unfortunately came came in second uh, there, and she you know, easy, easily would have won it if that hadn't happened. I mean, that's that's enormous. And, yeah. and I, I honestly, I'm, I'm a little surprised. I feel like it kind of the the story kind of died out fairly quickly after the tournament. But I mean, I, I just. So many questions, and 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 yeah, your your last two points are the main ones that I have. That a, I just can't fathom any, any other sport, or especially any any men's sport where you know this would possibly fly, where where people wouldn't you know be absolutely you know throwing a you know. Uh, a massive, you know, overtaking of, you know, how in the hell is this being allowed? A fan, and how how does that fan feel about themselves? Like, I, I that's, I mean, first off, that just seems incredibly, just shitty and stupid, and and why? But but how is that? I, I just love to see them prove like how this is something that's allowed
1: in their rules. I, it, <laughs> I mean, how much free bizarre. time do you have, right? To a watch Goth. <laughs> And B, be able to DVR, forward, reverse, forward, reverse, just to make sure you got it right. And then C, call the damn club. Right. And then be like, oh, by the way. That's
3: a it's a great great question, and I, I do not know the answer. And uh and anyway, also Justin, your point is definitely right that if I mean it's, it's an attraction that, that that was correct. I, I get it. I mean it's you cannot adjust the location of the ball, and it's right. moved just very barely. That's fine. But if that's going to be caught, if that's going to be busted, it needs there needs to be somebody. you know, there needs to be rule people in a yeah. van watching, yeah, you know, observing throughout the day and catching it there. Yeah, if please. it's not caught there, somebody can't call a day after it happened. No. some random fan and who. Knows knows. knows where and she gets approached on the course as she's walking in the next hole and told i i I just can't i'm I'm trying to imagine how i would have reacted i mean i I think all of us probably would have gone like billy madison and and, and, you know freaked the hell out (laughs) (laughs) abby
1: Abby gilmore and started no it's Hey, look, man, whenever it's, I'm out on the golf course, I always do
3: that. So, you exactly. know, so if that had happened, it just would have upped it about a hundred times.
0: If you ever find me on the golf course, y'all guys sure as hell better give me a breathalyzer because I'm probably drunk as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably lost. I'm probably lost. <laughs> Justin, what are you doing out here? Justin's I don't know, man. Your <laughs> I'm just, I'm just hitting some balls, man. <laughs> yeah. Anger. Ah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Uh, but it, it's just the whole setup is weird. It's like one of those things that, you know, I don't expect officiating and everything to be perfect. I don't. I don't. But there's, at, at some point, you have to go, there has to be a window of time for you to, you know, address an issue in a game or, you know, it, it, obviously golf has a different flow to it. But I would think that if it's an infraction, you can zip it up and deal with it day of. You know what I mean? Uh, just in the moment, you can deal with that. And then, mm-hmm. I, you know, then she got because she got what well, she got. Ding for, it, and then she got dingford like submitting an incorrect scorecard. Well, obviously, like you know, you know, what oh, I mean? it's she like, got the double whammy. Yeah, you know? I mean, it, it's yeah. stupid. It's it's a, it's a double fail, and I, I, it's just not necessary, man. I, I don't like that. That, to me, demonstrates a weakness with how they manage the event. And God bless, there's enough damn money in golf. They can take care of that in-house. Yes. And they should. You know, in her case, I could swear I saw... Now, she was really classy about handling it, and that's a credit to her. But I could swear I saw one, like, uh, interview where she had, like, a tear running down her face. Because, yeah, I mean, I mean, how how much does that suck for her?
3: Oh, rent. I mean,
0: it's it's a ton of money. A, (laughs) it's a ton of money, but you know, it's almost like you know, hey, you cheated, and and, you know, if if it's an if it's an inadvertent or a you know a relatively innocuous thing, dude, let it go, man, let it go. And if it's that big of a deal, have people monitoring that that crap nonstop and fix it on the course, fix it on course,
3: thousand percent.
0: So, yeah, that that one, that one was legit. Uh, By the way, Mark, just for you, random side note. Uh, over the course of the day, uh, past couple of days, of course, I've been on spring break this week, and uh, as I was nursing—well, not nursing— but as I was give, <coughs> as I was giving uh, Chloe a bottle, you know. And, and <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! As hey. you were nursing huh? yeah, hey, uh, really. I, I was looking at I, I was looking at the baby monitor, and I was thinking about the baby and Sarah nursing her. God bless. <laughs> How much beer have I had? <clears throat> As uh, so uh, during uh, spring break this week, so I've been home. Daddy daycare with uh, the baby. Uh, Logan still going to uh, preschool, but um, I've watched Zootopia, right? Because I'm like, well, baby doesn't want to watch ESPN. And I can't write any notes when I'm watching anything because I'm holding the baby and giving her the bottle and whatever, getting her to go to sleep. So she still naps twice a day. So I was watching Zootopia, and uh, they actually had a Breaking Bad reference. Easter egg esque kind of thing in Zootopia. Uh, spoiler alert for anybody that's planning on watching Zootopia that hasn't. I watched on Netflix. So I think the timing has. I think we're well past the point of spoiler alerts. But there you go. Uh, jump forward thirty seconds uh, if you need to. If you haven't watched Zootopia and you're not and you don't want to hear the spoiler. Uh, but anyway, there's this there's this stuff that's making the animals go crazy. So The basic premise is you have all these animals that live in a city together. You know, predators, prey, etc. And they're all friends. La. Yay, Zootopia! Utopia, get it? <laughs> anyway, so they have uh, they have this big mystery, and uh, these animals are going like crazy. And so this little bunny that becomes a cop figures out what's going on, and as she goes to you know investigate the crime, she finds like this underground like you know train car that has like this lab in it where they're making like mm-hmm. blue stuff that's in like little little <laughs> you know it, 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 it essentially it, I forget what they call it, night howlers from a flower or some crap, but um. So what this guy, it's a lamb, and what he's doing is he's shooting, like, predators with this, uh, essentially, like, this concentrate of it made him go crazy, right? But there's a point where he's making this stuff, and he's dressed up in a suit and whatever, and then there's a knock on the door, and he goes and answers it, and and it's uh, Walter and Jesse are the other two coming down to the lab. I I about (laughs) fell over laughing. I'm like, I can't believe they had, like, that kind of a (laughs) reference in a Disney movie in what looks to be this underground lab where they're making this weird stuff that kind of is yeah, blue color. I thought it was great. I thought that was Fantastic. brilliant. And that was the first thing I thought of. And wh- when I saw that, I was like, I got to tell Mark <laughs> that in Zootopia, <laughs> there's a Breaking Bad reference.
3: Yeah, that's absolutely beautiful. And you know what's hysterical? And I honestly, I was going to tell this, I was, I was going to tell you before you started telling me that. I had one quick bonus thing. Yeah. I feel like I've been, I've been house a lot of time, but one quick bonus one probably doesn't really merit a discussion, but it's <coughs> a. Uh, Wild story that I just came across uh, earlier tonight as I was you know, digging for stuff. Yeah. Um, about a U.S. citizen who plays professional soccer in Mexico. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. I got I was, this. It's I'm, actually
0: sure, pulled I'm up sure, for sure, me right now.
3: I to was, was say, I'm sure Justin probably seen it. Uh huh. Um, but that he was busted by Border Patrol with 48 pounds of meth in his car.
0: 48 pounds of meth.
1: Good <laughs> Lord.
3: They said uh, they, they were doing a, you know routine search and uh, that his uh, spare tire, they noticed, was not a normal weight and had hard spots. And so and then they initially found 28 pounds of meth. And so then, of course, they inspected further and found an additional almost 20 pounds. 11, 11 different packages hidden throughout you know, panels in the car.
0: Just remember, the report says Gomez claimed he did not know anything about the drugs in the oh. vehicle. Of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Of course. According to the police, Gomez admitted he owned the vehicle, but said he had traded it with another person three months prior. He retrieved the car sometime in March. From a location where they sorry, loaded Ray. it yeah, with drugs.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's glorious. I was, I was, I was going to sell that before you told your, your utopia story. So it's nice. Uh, how fitting? <laughs> how fitting? How what great how fitting.
0: It. And uh, oh. so he's smuggling meth. United smuggling scorpions. So it works out, you know, pretty well.
5: <laughs> Just
0: kidding. Mile High Fight Club, man. It's good stuff.
5: Just <laughs> <That's laughs> <a> saying.
0: <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, real, real quick tip of the cap. <laughs> Sergio Garcia, man, for uh, bagging the Masters, uh, pretty fantastic for him. Uh, he and his uh, fiance got a lot of attention. Uh, random side note that I think is pretty funny: uh, Sergio has a dog named Bear that's traveled to two tournaments, and guess what? He's won both. So the joke nice. is that he clearly needs to take his dog on the road with him. Uh, I, I don't know if that's going to stay a hundred percent, but you know what? Track record is strong. By all means. Uh, keep the dog with you and they were joking around obviously uh, again fiance so planning a wedding and I thought it was great that uh they were joking around he was joking around about uh you know maybe having the green jacket on uh during the ceremony that's kind of a hoot that's kind you of a hoot. yeah but uh, probably my two, one, two of my favorite things that came out of the masters is that you can get uh the food prices there are actually pretty good Yes. I don't know if you, it, yeah, you can get like, you know, beer prices. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So th- this, like one person was looking at the menu and they're like, I- I'm going to get two pimento cheese sandwiches, a barbecue sandwich, a side of chips and an American craft beer for 12 bucks. <laughs> yep. like, oh my God. That's a lot of food. You know, that's like less than, I don't know. There's one burger in a lot of yeah, NFL games at 16 bucks. Right. So it, that's that, I mean, no, souvenir, souvenir, Shit, soda, drink souvenir, soda, $11, just a bottle of water, six bucks. So I thought it's pretty, pretty great that you could, you know, get a whole bunch of stuff and, you know, food and you can water up, uh, water, you can hydrate, uh, pretty well and you're, you're, at the, at the masters and you're uh, far, far better off American craft beer, five bucks. You can get a beer for five bucks. At the Masters and water at an NFL game at six dollars. F you, hey, f you, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: NFL. Take note. Get them. Uh, get them. Beer prices down.
0: Yeah, but uh, I think one of my favorite things that came out of the Masters uh, was from Emmett Smith. God bless Emmett Smith. <laughs> I do love that guy. <laughs> so he was saying congratulations to uh, 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 Sergio, and he said, um, <laughs> "Never say never." Way to persevere through a varsity i don't know i don't know if it was a typo an autocorrect or what but i know he meant way to persevere through adversity but way to persevere through a varsity i love emmett smith i i love that
1: please tell me the internet mean that
0: oh oh, of course they did they had to
1: get the varsity out of atlanta right of course of course they yeah, I've been there it's a great place but they
0: had a field day with it and it was great
1: uh, It was the internet great. never disappoints No
0: it, it, not for not for stupidity <laughs> not for stupidity The the internet is a glorious thing when it comes to fails and and you know autocorrect fail baggery Way to persevere through a varsity. <laughs> so says Emmett Smith. Debacled.
1: <laughs> debacled.
0: <laughs> yeah. His Twitter has been debacled. Thank you, Emmett. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. All right, are, are ready to uh are we ready to hammer out, I guess. Uh oh man, I might need a bathroom break. But we need to hammer got- out this UNC man. Plus Mark's got a ripcord out of here. Before much longer, why don't we go ahead and hammer I, I out this? I got two tip of the oh. caps. Man. Oh, okay, yeah. What you got, man? Just the tip, um, Shannon. Just the tip.
1: Just the tip, baby. Just the tip. Just the tip. Hey, listen. Um, <laughs> rest in peace to two two of my favorite comedians, uh, Char- uh, Charlie Murphy. Yeah. And Mr. Warmth, Don Rickles. Man, God, Don Rickles, dude, ninety years old one of my all-time favorites always loved seeing him on the johnny carson show you as if you've listened to this podcast for a while you know my love for johnny carson is strong and him and johnny always had some really good times on the show and just uh a life well lived obviously and, and charlie murphy a little too soon for us bro i wish he could have stuck around a little bit longer but you know Two of our favorites what,
0: gone. What did he, uh, was it leukemia? Leukemia, yeah, leukemia. Tyler mm-hmm. Murphy, yeah. I, you know, that's one of those things that I bet most people didn't even know. I did, I didn't even know. You I, know he mean?
1: didn't make it known for anybody, right. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I remember him on Chappelle's show. He was so, oh, of freaking course. hilarious.
0: Of course.
1: Oh, my gosh. And by the way, have y'all seen Chappelle's Specials on Netflix yet? No, I it's, no, it's on it my to watch but... list. Oh my god, that's funny. Absolutely. Got to yeah. watch. Four him. times he met O.J. Simpson. <laughs> oh my god, dude. <laughs> <laughs> almost spit out my beer.
0: <laughs> yeah, buddy.
1: Absolutely freaking phenomenal.
2: Well, and also in the past few weeks, one more tip of the cap to uh, the founding member of the Jay Giles band passing passing as well.
0: Is that a distant relative there, Mr. Giles? Uh it would have been nice. <laughs> but no. No. Yeah. Great eighties band. The the death train keeps chugging, man. Dude, it I, does. Not, not gonna stop that thing. Well, you yeah. all keep on getting older. No, not you. Not not Mark. Um, what I mean, do you
1: say you'll hit 30 decent. That's all right. Look, the...
0: Mark, Mark, just to help you age better, I want you to know that KFC is now selling a pizza made with a fried chicken crust. <laughs> oh, your, uh, it's, it's, I'm there. it's called a cheetah. <laughs> Jesus
2: Christ. I remember seeing the article on that. I yeah. have not tried it, though.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's that's pretty fantastic. I'm
2: going to
1: go get it tomorrow.
0: <sighs> uh, Whitfield, I absolutely believe you and your ramen noodle, like, I don't know recipe self would totally eat a cheatsa
1: oh he got you a grater, man so he's back to the ramen
0: yeah that's true that's true Shannon, a random story I don't know if you saw this but a, a chimpanzee at a zoo did you th- <laughs> see the story about this chimpanzee that, that threw poop at people and he, he he hit a grandma right in the face
5: <laughs> right
0: in the face man
1: <laughs> hey, oh man. I, I, I really thought you would have gone shack right there.
0: Uh oh, you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I guess technically that is accurate. Tell me how my ass tastes. That's true. <laughs> but but did that chimp go?
5: <laughs>
0: for launching, lobbing that bomb. I, I want to know.
1: like you say great ass and then tell me how my ass
0: yeah that's a lot of tell me how my ass tastes (laughs) that's for sure that's that's for sure that's for sure god bless all right mark i tell you what well let's go ahead and and knock some of these things out real quick and that way if we run past your time you go ahead and, and bust out or any of that stuff uh unc gonzaga obviously you know or gonzaga uh, let me make sure I have the pronunciation right for anybody that gets offended. Southern draw. I'm gonna say Gonzaga. Suck it. Um, the Zags. What up? I tell you, win a championship. I'll pronounce your name right. How about that? Ha! I'm just kidding. That's not very nice. <laughs> Final four and championship game. And I told you before, compelling, not not satisfactory. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt about it. Um, I would have loved to have seen, you know, Thornwell be healthy. <sighs> UNC did a hell of a job, you know, and they survived a weird end with Oregon. And then just an absolutely butchered second half as far as the officiating. I, I don't care what anybody says, man. That, that was a horrible – I did not like the officiating in that game. Didn't enjoy it. Made, made the second half really, really – and really it started at the end of the first half, but made the second half really, really, really choppy as far as I was concerned. So compelling but not satisfying is kinda how I felt about the Final Four and then the championship game. And it's it's not to take away from what the Tar Heels did, but I, I just think they I'm not saying it would have changed the outcome of the game. I'm not saying that. I just would have liked to have seen them be able to play the game a little more straight up. They called it really, really, really tight, which I guess to be fair, if you're gonna call it tight then call it tight on both sides. I mean, they had, what, 44 fouls, 22 on each team. So I guess you're consistent from that aspect. Yeah, great. But that's over a foul a minute, bro. It was a lot. It Ew. was a lot. So I, I guess out of curiosity, I'll, I'll, I've got some stuff pulled and some stats and some this and some that uh, pulled for the Final Four in the championship game. But – uh, I guess I would ask you this. What is your takeaway from, and if it's just championship game, that's fine too, but just from the Final Four weekend and the championship game, kind of your takeaway, walk-off, kind of thoughts or impressions or things you hated, things you liked, whatever. That's up to you.
3: Um, I'll probably keep it pretty, pretty general. It's not definitely, yeah, maybe it's not, not quite as fresh in my brain. Uh, I'd say that's... We had a phenomenal tournament, and as I think uh, I said, and was probably echoed, you know, before the tournament, it was going to be nearly impossible to match or uh, certainly to you know exceed you know what we got last year in terms of a of, of final. I mean, the final last year is one for the ages, yeah. And so you know uh, that's you know it was, was going to be nearly impossible to to, to surpass yeah, you know, as much as we we, we we all hate them for our different reasons, uh, credit to UNC for getting getting there back to back. I mean that in itself was really impressive and, and, and we yeah. all felt like from the beginning. I mean certainly UNC, you know, was in the toughest brackets and so it's a really to, to, to get through get through there was was gonna be pretty gargantuan task and whoever did it, if they had enough left in the tank, they should have made it to the finals. And so, you know, UNC definitely gets credit for, for getting there like they did. Um, <laughs> we had an entertaining, entertaining final four. I mean, it, it, it definitely was again, even the, even the finals as disjointed and weird as it was, it, you know, it, it, it was a close game I mean, it, it, it certainly was. was either, either teams to, 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 to grab. And as much as I agree that the, 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 the fouls were ridiculously excessive and led to a really disjointed second half, it wasn't, I, I don't feel like anybody can truly legitimately argue that's. Gonzaga was screwed out of the wind by the refs because there definitely were things that went for both teams. Uh, really bizarre, you know, overturning the out of balance on the, one of the late threes by the Gonzaga yeah, guy. That was you know, weird. The ref that was just completely out of position overturned it.
0: Just didn't make any sense. But, uh, that had, it, had to be a makeup and... call somehow,
3: right? It yeah. had to be. It, it, I don't know. It, it was just weird. So the, the, the refs, you know, unfortunately get a pretty big F for the finals. But, you know, Zags, I mean,. Yeah, you know, I think all of us it just just felt like you know, not not coming from a tough enough conference, uh, tough to really see them you know get all the way. So uh, give them a ton of credit for getting there. I, I they really impressed the hell out of me. But you know Beardo couldn't make anything in the first half. Beardo, he was so, he was so close. I, I love him some Beardo, uh, but he just uh, well, every shot was just off. He was short army it or just off to the left or right.
0: Well, it wasn't so, just the first half, dude. He was on, he was, was one all, of eight. All, all he game. was one of eight for the oh. game.
3: Oh yeah, one all of game. eight. And that's but I mean it felt like both teams. I mean there's just nobody was really play in peak basketball. I don't know if they just they they all expended themselves prior. I recognize it's the tournament's long, uh, but uh, both teams were just it was it was ugly basketball. So I mean it wasn't it was it was compelling from being competitive. You know, there's anybody's you know game to win, but you know it's kind of more more. Who doesn't want to lose? (laughs) Who's going to you know uh, do just enough? And that's that's kind yeah. of what it felt like. So yeah. phenomenal <laughs> tournament, a lot of great great stories. South Carolina ridiculous, you know, give them all the credit it's in the a world. Fun run, um, fun run. Uh, and and in, in spite of in spite of the areas not being full, full health, I mean, I thought they were about to get blown out by Gonzaga, and that like with thirteen zero run they went on late in the second half or mid mid second half to get themselves back in it. Phenomenal. So I mean, you know, that credit credit to them for these giving themselves a chance in that game. I, I felt like Gonzaga was you know just about ready to you know throw a stomp and take over the game. Uh, for good, and then they battled back. So, uh, a lot of great stories, a lot of great games. But the finals, you know, close <laughs> close game, but not not very enjoyable. They're pretty 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 yeah. ugly basketball. Um, so we we weird finish, um, but you know credit to UNC. They 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 did what they had to do in the last three minutes of the game to you know take over and win it. Uh, Jackson, he, he's a hell of a player. Uh, yeah, um, Justin Jackson was on a lot point. Of, give him a lot of credit. Uh, he, he's a he's a scary player. I think that the, my my favorite play of that entire game was, uh, I feel like it was about like five, maybe five or six minutes left in the game. Mm-hmm. He did that really just kind of bizarre shot, almost, but kind of like scoop layup from the right hand side. That was just an incredibly bizarre angle. That just not a lot of guys can make that shot. So he, he's he's a hell of a talent. So. Credit, credit, credit to Carolina. <laughs> Hate them so much. I uh, hope they fizzle
0: out so bad next year. You hope they get the death penalty? <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah, why not? That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, again, it's one of those things that's just compelling, uh, not fully satisfying. That's not North Carolina's fault. It's not Gonzaga's fault. It's I, I just don't like how the first half ended and how the majority of the second half was called. Um how much does that impact the end result? I don't know. It just, it was a tough, that was a tough game to watch. That was a tough, uh, game flow was tough, a lot of fouls, just, uh, you know, I, I'm just disappointed from that aspect, and I, look, I know you got a lot of bigs, you got a lot of bodies, and you know, Gonzaga ha- has certainly been able to absorb some fouls, as has North Carolina. Those are two teams, obviously, with some depth both with pretty meaty rotations, and that's fine. I think it was was Billis. I think it was Jay Billis that was talking about how UNC would wear you out. They'll wear you out and foul you out. And, you know, I mean, that was legit for what that game was because they got Karnowski, Collins, and I think their other big is named Williams. They got all three of the bigs for, at one point, all three of the bigs for Gonzaga had four fouls. You know, I mean, it, it, it was just, it was tough. So the Tar Heels, uh, 13 to win six national championships. Of course you got Kentucky, uh, UCLA, um, UNC with six. And of course that gets them one up, uh, over Duke, uh, UNC is six and five in title games. Duke's five and six, uh, the six for the Tar Heels, the third for Roy Williams, but at least coach K has five. So you got two more to go, Roy, <laughs> if you don't get a death penalty, I'm just saying, um, also kind of neat stuff. Uh, UNC, of course, they, they lost last year. So they won the title after losing the championship game the year prior. The other teams that have done that, anybody want to take a guess at the three other teams that have won the championship after losing in the championship game the year prior?
1: Duke 91.
0: Duke 91, that's one of them.
1: Kentucky. Kentucky, Kentucky 98.
0: 98. That's that's the, that's two of them. UNLV. Not UNLV. Hmm. Kansas? Nope. North Carolina in 82.
3: Mhm. Ah. Yep.
0: Makes sense. Mhm. This is also the 123rd tournament win for UNC. They are one shy of uh tying Kentucky for the most all-time. Shannon, they're coming for you guys. Coming for you. But yeah, uh but yeah, I have some
1: vacated pretty soon.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh could be. But you know, I I kind of went back through this game <clears throat> just as a little bit of a refresher to kind of feel it back out before we talked about it tonight and you know, I'm just watching Karnowski, and it's like it, it's one thing to talk about guys not being able to hit threes, but that dude couldn't hit freaking layups, man. You know, he he was 0 of seven on post up plays versus the Tar Heels. He had nine points on one of eight shooting, nine rebounds, four fouls, and four turnovers. He had a tough wow. time with Meeks getting shots up and over that guy. Um, you know, but Karnowski's a big dude. We talked about it. We laughed about it. Of course, we we like looking at Mark's gigantic ass. You know, Bush beard that he's got on his face and his Manfro that he's got going on there, and joking around about how he could play for the Zags. But, you know, uh, I don't know if it was an issue of, you know, maybe maybe, uh, Gonzaga just hadn't had to deal with somebody, a a team that had as much size as the Tar Heels did. They certainly seemed to struggle with it. Tired legs, maybe. Weight of expectations, maybe. But Karnowski was atrocious on the offensive side of the way. He was terrible. You know, points in the paint, UNC was, like, plus 22 points in the paint, Mm. plus 10 in turnovers, and plus 14 in field goal attempts. Let me tell you what. (laughs) It is really hard to beat a team if you are negative 22 points in the paint, negative 10 turnovers, and negative 14 in field goal attempts. Uh You know what I mean? And Gonzaga held in tight through that game, but God bless, man. Carolina, you know, handled a lot of things, and that that was let's be honest, gentlemen, that wasn't kind of an ugly basketball game. All right, it it was, and you know, when when I watched it back again, as much as I hated the officiating in the second half, I did then, I do now. Um, Gonzaga looked like crap to start the second half. Some of that's a credit to UNC, and some of it's just I don't know what the hell happened to to, you know Gonzaga coming out of the locker room, and they were sloppy and they were slow. They were 0 and5 out of the gate they had two turnovers They had three fouls UNC had an eight-zero run at just at you know to begin of the second half they had a 175 stretch uh, going back to the end of the first half into the second half you know it's tough um obviously it was a pretty tight game for the most part you know Zags came back and it, I mean it was 65 65 with a buck 40 to go 65 65 and you know it, it really it, again compelling I don't know how satisfying the game is. Compelling, though. You know, Hicks got a shot off to put UNC up 68-65. Um, Gonzaga had the ball. Williams Goss took a just a tough shot. He, of course, had that little weird ankle roll thing, and you know, and, and gutted a lot of stuff out. It got blocked by Meeks. and it's just off to the races. You know, the, the, uh, UNC got the ball down to Justin Jackson for a dunk to really largely kind of seal the deal. And then uh, Gonzaga turned the ball over again, trying to get it down the court. I mean, it was, it was just tough. Um, so it got away from them pretty quickly, right at the end, and you know it's one of those things. I don't, I don't. Were they too aggressive, trying to get the point, trying to get that shot? I don't know, but it, you know certainly a credit to UNC for gutting out that W in an ugly ass second half. I mean, both teams were in the, in the double bonus with over twelve minutes left. <laughs> oh wow! By the way, UNC was four of twenty-seven from the uh, three-point line. They're the first team to ever win the national championship in the three-point era, shooting under 30% from three from three points in a tournament. <laughs> uh, ouch. Uh, Gonzaga also, by the way, 18 points in the paint, and they were 3 of 11 on layups and dunks. Yes, 3 of 11. 3 of 11. You're not yeah, you going to win a lot of games. That. No, uh, it, it, it was tough. Uh, Shannon, I know you look like you need to go ahead and Gus out the wall behind you. Um, I do, dude. You don't, you don't <laughs> have any coffee, but what, what's just your takeaway from the, you know, Final Four championship game, whatever? Uh, with this, I mean, I know we can give kudos to UNC. You know, yay, golf clap for you. Enjoy it, Tar Heels fans. You, you should. You absolutely should. L- let but- me just
1: save you the effort, <laughs> Justin. Kudos to UNC. I did. I have not seen a minute of the Final Four or the championship game.
0: Wow, oh, that's right. You were in Iceland. No, you hated <laughs> no, everybody because Kentucky Maryland was out.
1: The night of the final four, I had to drop Amber off at the airport, and you didn't DVR it. Yeah, and when I stayed over that night, I didn't have uh, the person didn't have uh, the game on. Come on, man. And then got Monday Mo- night, I mean, I had the kids by myself Monday night, and. I don't, know, I don't know, dude. I just. After that loss, like, it's just one of those that just punches you in the gut, and you're just like, sure. I'm done. Like, I was Didn't just. Really?
0: Done. Shannon. Yeah. Shannon. Didn't feel I like giving
2: your kids any new uh, swear words?
1: <laughs> they they heard it, like I say. They... <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what. What? They watched Moana, and uh, Moana says, son of a. And Katie's like, what what comes after that? And Amber's like, well, it's a bad word. She goes, well, I know that, but.
0: <laughs> <laughs> biscuit. Son exactly. of a biscuit. Son of a biscuit. That's right. But, um,
5: yeah, well, you know, I'm a
1: god. <laughs> it, it sucks for South Carolina that Thornwell wasn't 100. I mean, you don't get that opportunity that no. often, obviously. He, he wasn't right. I'm... You
0: watched that game, you knew he wasn't right.
1: And, um, you know, UNC just, they were battle-tested. Okay, I'll give them that. Obviously battle-tested, going through that um, region, and then going through freaking Brooks and Oregon, and then Gonzaga. Um, Those guys were battle-tested. Congratulations. You better hope your academic scandal doesn't strip you of that title.
0: (laughs) That's funny. That's funny. I did like. Uh, I I don't know what's gonna happen with that that whole academic scandal. I have no idea, man. It, it's just weird. Either they're gonna get by with it. That's
4: exactly what's. going to
0: happen. <laughs> well, look, you know what? Either either levy some kind of penalty or or get the hell off uh, over it and let it go. Exactly. You know Do what I mean? Something. Do something with it, or, or you know, it's the old proverbial shit or get off the pot. You know what I mean?
1: You just took the words right out of my yeah. mouth, Justin. That shit or get, get say, off the pot, your, dude.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's it's t- you know what I mean. Uh, how long has that thing been hanging over UNC like ten years, fifteen years, dude? Do something, man. You got kids that were born at the beginning of this thing. They're going. They're now going to UNC. <laughs> but I'm like hell, cool. Can I take that class? Sweet man, I appreciate it. You know, just figure it out. Figure it out. Figure it out, or get over it. I mean, Roy Williams uh, called the Maryland president. A double idiot, I good old Roy. I hope he said Dad Gum somewhere in there too. You know, you know, I, I would love it if like Roy Williams sounded like Mater from Cars. You know what I mean? <laughs> that I think would that I think would be pretty funny. Dad Gum. that'd be great. Uh, anyway, and, the the Maryland you know president talked about uh, you know the death penalty, which is kind of an that's a pretty that's a pretty strong statement. It um,
1: is, <sighs> and, and perhaps old Roy can
0: just shake it off. Oh, Roy, this is for you from Shannon. That's right. Who, who, who? Exactly. Thank you, Joey. Thank you, Joey. Thank you, Joey. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. I don't know, man. I, you know, I work with a lot of Tar Heels fans. I was happy for them, and I don't have anything against Roy Williams. I don't. I, don't, I mean, I'm I'm a Duke fan. I don't actually hate UNC. And I think at the end of the podcast of the other week, I was like, well, you know, uh, I'll, I'm gonna have to take UNC. And then I uh, I made fun of it. I was hoping the Zags would pull that off. I'm not entirely shocked by the outcome. I just don't necessarily like the path uh, that we had to traverse to get there. Uh, again, compelling, but not not particularly satisfying and i think that's a shame i think that's a shame but you know if it doesn't get vacated oh and by the way kudos to the acc because everybody was piling on you uh for finishing it off with the chip (laughs) 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 there you go so clemson you know north carolina it's good year for the carolinas by the way south carolina winning the women's championship that was great. And yep. by the way, uh, Mississippi State, massive kudos to you for, for knocking out UConn, by the way. Oh, uh, my gosh, yeah. yes. Uh, that, 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 that's, uh, that buzzer beater, man. Yeah. Love that. I think that woman's name, uh, I think she goes by Itty Bitty or something silly. I'm trying to uh, pull her name real quick. I want to say it's William, but I might be wrong about that. Uh, but that that was a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic upset. Uh, oh, excuse me. Morgan William hit that dagger shot no OT. And I thought it was great, Mississippi State knocking them off, uh, breaking UConn's 111 game winning streak. Ridiculous! Uh, they did not have enough in the tank. A couple of days later, later in South Carolina, man, uh, whooped them up in the, in the championship game, 67-55. Uh, head coach Dawn Staley, by the way, uh, obviously in the in the RVA, people would think of her with UVA. Uh, she's had uh, certainly her fair share of experiences at the you know at that level and. Wasn't able to 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 you know put a ring on it as Beyonce would say I suppose, so uh, great for her I think that's the first national championship in anything for South Carolina I may be mistaken it certainly is at least for you know the basketball program but I I thought her post game was great she talked about all the coaches that took a chance on her and the people she's worked with I thought I thought it was fantastic uh, so that was certainly enjoyable uh, but kudos to Mississippi State for taking out UConn oh my God I mean the, the, you know anytime you knock out the uh, the beast. It's a shame they couldn't finish, but great win for them. Uh, random side note, by the way, um, South Carolina. Shannon, do you want to guess how many three pointers they made in that game? Let's take a random guess. In the, ch- in in the, the championship, championship game, game, yeah. Take a random guess. Uh, Fifteen. Nope. Mark, you want to take a random guess? How many three pointers the lady gamecock, <laughs> the lady Cox shot? <laughs> lady Cox, how many threes did the lady Cox drop? 18. <coughs> nope. Anybody else? I'm
1: thinking it may be zero. It That's is. what I was about to say. It
0: is zero. Oh, gosh. They made they zero. Dean Warmer. Zero point zero. Oh. Since 1988, NCAA, teams in NCAA in the women's championship game, they are five and one, making zero three-pointers. Oh, wow. What a weirdo stat, oh, right? A very weirder stat. It's like That's straight... a very
1: women's basketball stat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it
0: is. It it's totally screwball, totally screwball. You know, I thought it was kind of funny buttressed <laughs> up against UNC sucking some ass because UNC was four and twenty-seven from the three-point line. You know, I mentioned that before. And they're the first team to ever win the national championship in the three-point era, shooting less than thirty percent from the three-point line. Kind of an oddball thing. Kind of an yeah. oddball thing. Well, I will tell you what, man, let's go ahead and start wrapping up and get out of here. I think we have most of our takeaways from that. Randy, obviously, I know you're rooting for South South Carolina, so you got a little, you know, little dust up there at the end with Thornwell being sick, but, you know, Penny certainly got uh, the lady game Cox, if you will, or yep. you know, and then went in. I know she was excited about that, so that was kind of cool. Uh certainly some oh, redemption yeah. for Carolina. One thing if you didn't see that I will say uh I'll give you a chance in just uh, to talk in just a moment. I I wanted to mention this before I forget about it and and plus I just went to this tab <laughs> That's what happens when you have a thousand tabs open on your computer. But uh, Joel Berry has a tattoo; it says "Believe," right? And so he was taught. I just thought this was a neat, neat side piece, and I hadn't seen it anywhere else. The Berry family motto is "Believe," and it, it, uh, Joel, it, you know, Joel said it's, it's been that way as long as he can remember. So his mother used to say, "Believe in what you want. Believe that you can win." That's just how we live, okay? So he has this tattoo, right? And you think about going from last year, of course, you know they lose right at the end, and they get a chance of redemption this year, and they, they finish it off. So it's pretty fantastic, right? So before this, right before the start of the game on Monday night, he heard his mother, and he and he, and he turned around, and the entire Barry clan was there, flexing their arm and pointing their left bicep, and all of them had a believe tattoo <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> on their bicep. I thought it was pretty cool, man it was pretty cool, so it's a, one of those random random side notes, random stories that most people probably haven't heard, probably don't know anything about um you know but and sometimes we forget you know what I mean uh forget how personal a lot of this stuff can be um and I, I think we get reminded particularly in the n c w tournament uh you see the tears right you know uh, 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 uh the tears from like the Kentucky players at the end of the. And end of their season, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you look at the faces of the, you know, the Gonzaga players and how sad that, you know what I mean? That's very real and it's very raw. And, the, you know, that these are still young men, you know, and it's a big deal for them, right? And and so the the, the loss can be super painful. So uh, you have that, and then you've got these other, other feel-good stories and these feel-good moments. And I thought that was uh, kind of fun to bring up, and I, I just didn't want to gloss over Uh, And forget about that. Uh, Randy, what you got for me, man?
2: Well, I mean, I did pay attention to the games for the most part. Uh, Like you said, I was rooting for South Carolina. Uh, Sitting there watching the games with Penny was actually quite entertaining because, as we all know, she's up and down, up and down, up and down. (laughs) At one point, she's like, oh, i got to turn this game. My heart can't take this. I mean, she was just – it was – I don't think there was enough beer in the world to be able to calm her down <laughs> through that game. Uh, That's pretty funny. And, and when they were talking about Thornwell being off, I lo- and they were like, "Oh yeah, he's got, he's had the flu," and I'm like, "Well, that doesn't help." <laughs> I mean, that. No. But I mean, That's it showed the such... heart, the heart that kid had though to go out there and just give it his all and leave it on the court. It says a lot about him. Obviously, Gonzaga showed that having the bigger bigger men on the court really is kind of what did south carolina in in that game yeah um i kind of and i was kind of hoping that that size differential that size actually would actually play into their favor against north carolina and yeah like you were saying earlier karnowski just kind of can't hit in the broad side of a barn it's like oh my really God.
0: do it was terrible Watching not that I mean, good shots, you, It was like, terrible.
2: Well, look, you're 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 hitting the foot from the basket. Why is the ball not going in it? I
0: mean, it's just uh, you know, yeah, we talk about it every, every time we get to the final four and you get these like gigantic ass cavernous, you know, stadiums where they don't normally pay, play basketball. I mean, it it messes with them. It messes with them, but you usually don't really see it with threes. You don't see it so much right. with freaking, you know, uh, shots within three feet of the damn basket. <laughs> so I, I think that has to be more on Karnowski than any, you know, laying blame for the venue. Uh, more on Karnowski and more on, and more on, you know, how effective the uh, UNC defense was and the size they had going against him. I think it messed with him a little bit, but it's uh, just a, a waste. Though he, he had a couple of really awful turnovers. This is one time he went and passed the ball to nobody under the right. basket. It's like, dude, you're a big man. Go try to jam thing home, bro. <laughs> Anyway, keep going.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, obviously turnovers killed Gonzaga. Yeah. And obviously, some of that really just ticky tack, refing. I mean, some. I mean, I get it. You're trying to call a tight game, but sometimes you just gotta let guys play. Just let them go. I mean, especially in a finals, just let let these guys play. I yeah. <gasps>
0: I mean, it, they called a tight uh, across the board, but it, it just didn't make for that. That was a hard, hard, hard game to watch, man. It's just, but a, it, it, wasn't it contributed satisfying. to
2: making it look ugly. That was the whole. That yeah. was the problem. It's like the, yeah. the momentum. No one could gain any real momentum because it was just foul, 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 foul. I mean, there's no rhythm.
0: Nope. Nope. This short and second half. Uh, again, kudos to UNC. Quality win. I'm not going to take that away. Um, compelling championship game. I just, you know, it, it's just a shame it couldn't have more of a flow and a more go at them, go get them kind of deal, but. What it is? I mean,
2: you know, it might have been only a six point loss, but it felt like it was just actually so much worse than it really was.
0: Yeah. Well, once it got away from it at the end, I yeah, it. yeah, <laughs> yeah, buddy. I do like I do Ew. like this uh one tweet. While the team shook hands, refs just called two more fouls. <laughs> <laughs> I also like this one. I hope none of these refs have local businesses with Facebook pages. That's a yep. Clearly, a nod to that dude. I forget the guy's name. The guy that ref that that uh, Kentucky Kentucky game getting uh unfortunately
1: yeah. the the worst uh, part of Kentucky fandom got to those folks. I think it was John Higgins. Well, that, that's that's that, that's unfortunate. It's embarrassing. You, you know
0: that meme with like the dude kind of putting a finger to the side of his head, and, like he's thinking. And so yeah. uh, I saw one guy that tweeted out and said, uh, uh, hashtag National Championship refs uh you can't miss a foul if you call everything you know what i mean can not miss a foul if you call everything it, it felt accurate uh and then uh UNC professors have given the refs an A for that game that would make me laugh i'll be honest with you kind of chuckled at that um I, you know I, I again just rough i mean i i don't know uh, is is that really the tale of the game i'm not sure it just the game just would have been more satisfying if they could have just kind of gone with it but what are you going to do? Uh, also, kudos to Frank Martin. By the way, we gave uh, South Carolina and, and old Frank a lot of gloss, but he, you know, even in defeat, I thought he had some good things to say as as far as being a leader, being a teacher, talking about you know the the kids, the students, the athletes on his team. Um, and and I pulled this real quick, and I just want to play it because uh, we're probably not revisiting this in any capacity uh, this year.
3: Coach, first of all, congratulations on an incredible season. There are a lot of kids back home in South Carolina who are cheering their hearts out for you today. They dream of playing for you one day. What do you want to say to them as fans of you and the team and also about how to respond to disappointments like this?
0: And, yes, you can tell he's pained by this whole kind of deal.
4: There's something powerful when you impact others. And what these kids have done is pretty special. Um, When you get people to travel across the country by the masses because they believe in what you do, Uh, it's powerful stuff. And they've impacted our community in an unbelievable way, which is worth so much more than the score of a game. Um, That's what it's all about. These kids are great role models. There's a lot of young kids that want to be the next, and there is Ornwell. Justin, Mackey. I don't get to coach them anymore, but
0: but they're part of my life forever. I mean, that's a lot of raw emotion, man. And, and you know, yeah. yeah. And I mean, you, you can just tell how much you know the the players meant to him, and obviously that was a big moment, and you know that was tough, but. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just one of those things, man. That the raw emotions, you know, very real. You know, poor Jordan Bell, blaming himself for Oregon's loss, got a box out, bro. But you know, we joked around about it. Got got a box out, bro. But I mean, that that guy, that guy balled out. You know, I'm not gonna hate on him, but that's kind of tough to, you know, obviously pretty tough. He's taking a lot, putting a lot of that on himself. But it's just tough. Somebody has to lose. Obviously, you know, there's not gonna. They're not gonna be a couple of ties to get to the championship game. You know what I'm saying? Not happening. So, uh, you know, you learn from it. You move forward, and it, you know, it, it's why I think it's nice to circle back to Dawn Staley. You know, she lost in the final four three times as a player. Wow, three times, dude. Mm. Three. That's rough. You know what I mean? And think about what she's accomplished. yeah, I mean, she's not a player anymore. She's a coach, but. You know Dawn Staley, the package of her career as a player, she she accomplished a hell of a lot of things, but uh, you know sometimes you you know you take one in the chin and then you or you fly United and you take one in the chin, but (laughs) you know you do that stuff more than the chin. Yeah, I I do. I I, I think one of my favorite memes from United was uh, Hulk Hogan and and Rick Flair, and they were all blowing (laughs) up all blooded up it's the last time we fly united brother i was dying <laughs> <laughs> i was dying on that one thought it was great but you know yeah you, hey, be
1: careful man you're gonna get freaking bitten by scorpions
0: now yeah, yeah i might i mean drop out of the ceiling man <laughs> so it, it's, it's just crazy it, it's nuts nuts and it, it's just you know loss is hard and loss at that level of sports is 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 a I mean, it's hard to overcome. It's hard to get there, and it's tough to lose, and then it's tough to return when you lose. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. at the college level. You don't have these guys, but for so long. Shannon, I hope you uh, recorded DVR'd the 30 for 30, uh, that one on Kentucky.
1: Yeah, I, I DVR'd it. I'll yeah. watch it tomorrow, yeah. hopefully.
0: I'll have to catch that on the replay at, at some point, but it's just the relationships that are built and. You know the camaraderie that's there. That that's one of the things I love as far as the takeaway from the tournament, Uh, and it's one of the things you get. I think on a far deeper level with the college coaches is those ties to the players and their growth as individuals, not just as a as a player, but as an individual, as a person, as a young man, or certainly as a young woman. Um, And I think that that's part of the enjoyment of you know uh, the college athlete. Um, and overcoming and building a program and building a winner, uh, and then learning how to take a loss, you know what I mean? Um, that that's a hell of a journey. And uh, I think you know Frank Martin in South Carolina, they did themselves proud. Um, no no hate for them, man. I mean I, I wish Don had been healthy, yeah, but no hate. Uh, but at least Randy for a Penny, she got the, you know the, uh, the, the 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 women Gamecocks, man, they delivered. So kudos to them. Uh, side note. Um, I do think it's pretty funny, uh, as painful as certain things were in the Final Four. The internet is always really good at uh, cherry-picking out randomness, and I guess maybe they did this in Brent Musburger's honor, uh, but they sure did love that Oregon volleyball player that was part of the singing of the National Anthem or whatever. Man, they loved the hell out of her. And then people went bananas for John Stockton's daughter. thought that was a hoot. Uh, I love this one quote man. He took this picture It was Stockton sitting by his daughter And somebody said John Stockton just had so many dimes That his daughter became one I laughed That was so funny Anywho So uh, you know Good times with the telecast Fun with that stuff uh, Overall I enjoyed the tournament I'm not bitter about anything uh, My only real big gripe Over the majority of the tournament I thought the officiating was uneven uh, I, I don't know if it changes the outcomes it does make games less satisfying i will for sure so um i like the games to be i like the story to be about the games not about the refs so i don't if you call it even on both sides but it's evenly bad it's still bad <laughs> yeah you know what i mean uh yeah. I, I don't think i don't think you get a pass for that so uh anyway um oh mark only because you look like you should have been there uh i love this headline by the way uh woman takes dog to furry convention doesn't realize it's not for
5: dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Cheryl Wasis,
0: a retired state uh, state parole officer and part-time dog trainer, often volunteers her one-year-old therapy Bernie's Mountain Dog Link for Pets for Vets. She also Mm -hmm. had no idea what a furry was. (laughs) So... Uh, anyway so she volunteered and it's great because there's all these pictures of these people in costumes who knows what kind of you know some people do it for fun some people do it for fetish which I guess is also fun for them I suppose uh, but anyway so she took a therapy dog to a furry con and I thought that was absolutely brilliant Mark you wouldn't even need a costume with all that hair on your face it's fantastic you you are a born again furry <laughs> um, also in a very sports <laughs> sports brewer approved moment uh, Shannon, if ever we were going to run a marathon, this is how we do it. Uh, runner drinks a beer for every mile of half marathon. Finishes in under two hours. Damn. Well done. YouTube user Emmett Farnan. Or Farnan. Or Farnan. I don't know. Whatever, dude. Drink some beer. <laughs> Emmett F. <laughs> Decided that his most recent half marathon would be a beer run. Shotgun to beer at the start of every mile. Wow. There you go, man. Now, granted, I think it was Cords Light, but still. Which really hey, is, he was, 13 he was, beers. he was hydrating, he was hydrating, right? <clears throat> but 13 beer, man, good job on you, dude. Sub two hours, look, th- drinking 13 beers in under two hours is a reasonable accomplishment. To do it while it running, is. that's pretty serious. So Emmett Farnan, Farnan, good on you. Sports approved. brew, sports brew approved, bro. Yes, sir. <laughs> no stingrays necessary. So, all right. Well, uh, Miriam Webster, thank you, by the way, for uh, dropping this tweet on United. that said, volunteer means someone who does something without being forced to do it.
1: (laughs) Thank you for that.
0: Yeah, thank you, Miriam Webster. I appreciate that. A little bit of, as they say, clap back, perhaps. I thought that was great. A little shade. Maybe that's more more appropriate a little shade but uh anyway i guess that's about it so you know if anybody else has any thoughts uh, feel free to throw them in but i think it's about time to wrap up we got to get mark out of here he looks like he's ready to uh uh rest up and go to furry con uh take a therapy dog <laughs> actually mark you're hairy enough you might be able to be a therapy dog so and uh, don rickles actually you know what in don rickles honor man you hockey puck <laughs>
1: <laughs> mr warp
0: yeah, Mr. Warmth, man, Mr. Warmth.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, Shannon, you got anything else? Are you done, Mr. Iceland?
1: uh bro, we'll, well, I got some more stories. I'll share those on later podcasts. But from Olga. Yes. All right. <laughs> a, very good, a very good Christmas one. I will share on the next podcast. Oh my!
0: Nice. Stuffing some stockings. <laughs> <laughs> bang, bang, in the blue lagoon. What? We hey, Justin. Going? What? Stay tuned. Stay tuned.
5: <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs>
0: yeah, buddy. All right, cool. Sounds good. All right, gentlemen, we'll go get some rest. As always, we are the sports brew from all of us to all of you. Thanks for hanging out, chit-chatting. Whitfield, I don't know what's going on with him. He's somewhere around there. Unless we... Whitfield, did we did we pack him and send him off on a United flight? Is that what happened? Did he get beat into submission in silence?
4: No, I'm right here.
0: <laughs> I think we need to reaccommodate you.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Give me thirteen hundred dollars.
0: <laughs> no, we'll just <laughs> we'll just beat your ass right off the plane. <laughs> <laughs> no, I ain't paying you. I ain't paying you nothing. <laughs> Actually, we'll totally get like Ramones on you. We'll just sedate your ass. We'll get you a Bartles and James Juan cooler. You'll be done. It'll just dra- <laughs> we'll just we'll throw you right off the plane, man. It'll be great. It'll be great. Yeah, anyway,
4: it's tequila. I'll ask like
0: four, or five Uh huh. Sure. You know what is tequila? Right. Anyway. Uh, We are the Sports Brew, Keyword Sports and Brew. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, com, Google Play Store, and of course our main feed on Podbean. Keyword Sports and Brew, we love both. You should too. We will catch you on the flip side. Have a great weekend. Enjoy what's going on. Uh, Welcome back, baseball. Yay, Mets. A bunch of Mets fans here in this podcast, which is weird. Yes, sir. Uh, I don't know if I should root for the Nationals just to do it, to be a pain in the ass, uh, yes. or if I should... Uh, you know, I mean, I can't really root for the uh, Mets, can I? I mean, I grew up a Yankees fan, so that doesn't really work. Um, I don't know who I should root for just to uh, annoy you guys. We'll have to take a vote. <clears throat> and by the way, Chicago Cubs, I hope you're finished celebrating your rings and your flags. Get on to this year, y'all. It's enough. <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. All right, man. From all of us, all of you, we'll catch you on side And uh, good night. And uh, one last thing. A friend of ours had to put their dog down this week, Maya. Uh, Ian Reagan, I know I know that was tough on you guys. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, they put her down yesterday, man. Um, oh no! Wow. So, I didn't a, a, know that. yeah, tough break. Uh, certainly a tough thing. And you know, for all the pet lovers out there, man, give that cat, that dog, whatever the heck it is. Well, be mindful of the hamster. I don't know where you want to hug that thing. But for all your other animals, <laughs> just you know, give them a little you know, good boy, good girl, give them a little pack, give them a little treat, and and enjoy a little time with your pets, man. Sometimes things take a turn, and you gotta say goodbye much earlier than you expected. So, um, to Maya, tip yeah. a little, little tip one back for you. That was a good pup. That was a good dog, man. Anyway, from all of us to all of you, peace out, y'all. Catch you on the flip side. Yeah, <laughs> good, See ya. Night-night.